What's up, man? What's going on, man? First of all, thank you for coming. Uh, welcome to the new TJ Podcast studio, which is not really a studio. It's more of a doctor's office. But anyway, uh, there's a lot of uh, cars that look like mine. You said earlier that uh, you thought I was up at the city park. Yeah. And there's a lot of cars that just look the exact same. You don't really see a type of car until you buy one. You ever got, you ever, you ever seen that? Oh, that. Like, you never see a car, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get this car. And then you come back home, and every day you see it driving down the road. They're like, hey, it looks just like mine. Let me tell you. The same drive through Glasgow, right? You look over at Don Franklin, you're like, man, that, that's a cool looking car. You pull in there, you look at it, it's like, I've never seen a car like this. All right? You look at it, you're like, I don't really know. You're like, but I've never seen one like this. By the time you make it to the light, you'll see three of them bad boys, okay? They're they're going to be everywhere. Yeah. It, it's nothing. You ain't even got to buy it. You just got to look at it. Yeah. If you go to a dealership, you've never seen this car ever. Yeah. You can guarantee the next month, you're going to see one that just looks just like it. At least every day. Yeah, like, you're like, like this color. This this color is like spot on. What I want, perfect package. Everything you want, you're like, everybody's gonna like my ride. Yep. Then everybody's got you ride. Mm-hmm. Everybody. And they're like, oh, they stole your car right yeah, there. Like, like man, they bought that yep. car. Then you go by the dealership, and it's still sitting there. Like, that gun. Yeah. Speaking of uh, earlier today, there's a little league game this morning. At least it wasn't hot. Yeah. You know? But hey, them parents. They take this stuff serious. Let me say something. This is the World Series. The these it, it's these parents get wild out here. All right, now I'm one of them. I'm not even parent with this kid yet. My nieces play. Let me. These games, these little league games, are more fun than watching some of these major league games. I I don't know why, but you just get. I guess because we know the players playing, but the coaches get into it. The parents get mad. People get to cussing and yelling and, and doing all this other stuff. It gets wild. I don't feel necessarily bad for any kids that their parents yell at them, but there's just one kid. And I'm not going to say any names or anything, but every time he gets up there, he's just scared to death that he's not going to hit it because he knows. He knows as soon as he drops his bat, his parents are going to be like, they what all, the hell are you they doing? All, they all over <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> you can't hit the bat. And even the MLB guys strike out sometimes. Yeah. Like, come on. Listen, some of these kids, and a lot of the times, it's not even on the kids. It's the pitching. These coach pitches, and I get, I get it. You don't want to throw it too fast for them because they are little. They're six, seven, eight years old. But you got, you got to throw it fast enough where that ball stays level. You can't rainbow that ball into these kids. But it's, these parents, man, you, you got it dead on. They're gonna, they're going to see. I guess you got to get them ready. For faster pitches, but I mean, yeah. come on, some of these pitches they're throwing them way too fast. Well, and I, I see a lot of the biggest problem is a lot of these kids are, you know, they're a few years in difference, but you got one that's four foot tall, one that's five foot tall. I mean, you, you got different heights and you got different skill levels, and it it's just nuts. You can tell which kids practice with their, you know, get out in the yard, want to play, and some kids that just show up to play the game. There's some kids that get out there and you're like. How are they eight years old? Yeah. I mean, they look like a grown man. Yeah. Some of these kids are like. Same, same thing in middle school, too. 
one and let me see your birth certificate. Yeah, same thing in middle school, too. If you go to a middle school game and there's a kid that walks out there with a full-grown beard, yeah. you're like, how? Benches 235, yeah. five times in a row. Uh-huh. They're like, let me see your birth certificate. 250? Right? Yeah, they just fold out a piece of paper. I am 12. Yeah, I mean, they go out there and, you know, especially – in coach pitch, you can really tell yeah. who is older than the rest of them. Yeah. Because when they get the pitch and they hit it and it's just gone yard, and you're like, this isn't even fair, man. Yeah. I mean, we got five-year-olds out here playing. Yeah, we got five-year-olds hitting the fence. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there's, there's a point as a parent, I think, I'm, I don't know, I'm not a parent, but there should be a point where you're like, you know, my kid is way better than all this bull crap. Yeah. Play them up. Play them up where there's a skill level that's going to make them better. Well, I, I think, you know, when you got kids coming up, you want to prepare them for the next level. Like, that, that's that, that's what I think the goal is. Like, when you're playing coach pitch, you're getting them ready for slope. I don't know what the next level is, hell. You know, where they're throwing to each other or whatever, you know. You want to play them up. There's some, some of these parents are like, no, they're right here. This is what they're playing. They used to have, uh, like, a, um, what is it? like a machine ball pitch. Yeah. yeah. They used to have that. What league. is that? Sling pitch. They used to uh, – it used to be T-ball, and then going up levels would be coach pitch, and then, like, the machine ball thing. It's like the uh, – It's like a like a slingshot thing. Yeah, like you put it in a machine, and it pitches to the player. Yeah. They used to have that. I don't know what happened. They do that in Glasgow. I don't yeah. know about, I don't think about they have there. That. I haven't seen that league here anymore. It's too high-tech. I played in it. I played in that league when I was in Little League, and then I got to fast, like, a live arm. Yeah. And I couldn't hit it, and I just quit. Like, I, I couldn't do it. You too big for baseball anyway. Yeah, you're probably right. But did you play baseball? I played middle school. Played middle school? Yeah. Did you like it? No. That's why I didn't play in high school. <laughs> I wasn't good at it. Yeah. I was just like, I enjoyed it because it's what my friends were playing, and that's all the I played. But like, you know, man, there's a lot, of, a lot of running in baseball, you know? I think I think I already said this, but uh, hitting a baseball is the hardest thing in sports. Is it really? Absolutely, because you got to think I, about I mean, it. I could, I could see it, especially in the pros, because well, I mean, you think about it. NBA, the hoop is always the same. Maybe the floor is a little wider. I don't know if the floor is any different. because I, I, I know that the three point line is a lot farther back in the NBA. Yeah, but you got to think every court's going to have the same distance. Yeah, everything's stationary. Mm-hmm. In football, I mean, you just got. In football, every single field is 120, yeah. including the end zones. Yeah. And 53 yards and a third wide. Yeah. It's like a cookie cutter. Every yeah. one of them's got to be the same. So when you get in the MLB, the field is. Every well, field's a little different. Every field's a little different. But the main difference is the pitches. Yes. The pitches are a lot faster or a lot slower. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and they could drop a band and spin them and do all this crazy stuff for you. Mm-hmm. And. You got these pitches or these pitchers that are throwing a hundred mile an hour fastballs, and then the next pitch they're throwing an eighty mile an hour changeup. So would you say that baseball is the hardest sport, physical yeah. wise or mentally wise? Like, like uh, like uh, skill wise, I think it's the I di- hardest thing. I disagree. Why? I think golf is golf. Golf. I don't know. You you I can because. If you shift your body just a little bit mm-hmm. in baseball, you can still make a good hit. Mm-hmm. You shift your weight a little bit wrong in golf, you can kill the person to your right. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's just it, 
mentally wise and being fundamentally wise, golf is by by far the hardest sport. Fun. It's fun. I'm not great at it, but I think getting in your head and playing a good game, sometimes you just got to get out of your head to play the game. Okay, here's my argument to that. Okay. There's a 70-year-old man that play golf. I didn't How say, many I didn't say they had to be athletic <laughs> to play golf. I'm just saying mentally. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I guess the technique, it has to be a lot more there in yeah. golf. But anybody can go out there and hit the golf ball. I mean, but anybody can go out there go hitting the baseball. You throw me strikes all day, I'm going to hit one of them. <laughs> I'm just going to be swinging. Some people just can't catch up to the fastball, though. They won't swing fast enough. Yeah. There's like, if let's, here, hold on. I'm going to look this up, but. All right, Google search. We're going to Google. But if they're throwing a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, let's say, you only have so long for your brain to register that, hey, this is a strike. Oh, less than a, a second. Less than a second. Yeah, less than a second. About I to... mean, you pretty much have to watch the ball in the pitcher's hand all the way to the catcher's glove. Yeah. You can't take your eye off it. No. And that's the thing, too, is that they're te- the technique – is that you have to watch the ball all the way through. How are you about to watch a ball that's going 100 mile an hour fast, uh, 100 mile an hour? I mean, how? You can't blink, that's for sure. The golf ball doesn't move. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. I see what you're saying. But, but, how fast is your club going to go through for you to hit the golf ball a good distance? So, if that club's coming through at 100 mile an hour, which it may not be that. I don't know how fast the PGA swings is, but if your club's going through that fast, you have to be fundamentally, you know, going through. Yeah. You have to know what you're doing. You can't stop it. Like, if a pitch is coming through and you lose it, you can step back away from it. But if you're swinging through that fast, you, you have, you're committed. Which, granted, if you take your eye off the ball and pitch you, that's going to be different. But, I would say them two sports are go right right top to being the most difficult. Mentally yeah. wise. Mentally wise. You talking physicality, they're not even in the top ten probably. I don't know. You get hit by a baseball, it's gonna hurt like hell. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna hurt like hell. You ever been you ever got hit by a baseball? Yeah. 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 That which I was in middle school, but still it hurt. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, I got this pulled mm-hmm. up here. All right, cool. How long does a batter have to react to a pitch. Probably 0. 0.6 seconds. This, 0. 0.6 seconds. This, right from there? Google, it says, a fastball takes 0. 0.4 seconds to reach home plate after it leaves a pitcher's hand, but a hitter needs a full 0. 0.25 seconds to see the ball and react. Light hits our eye, and the information needs to get back to our brain. So you got 0. 0.15 so 0. seconds. 0.4 seconds. So half of that is just trying to see the ball. Yeah. Half of it. And then I got up top, it says 150 milliseconds to react, is what it says. But down low, it says 0.4. But I guess that's how fast you're fishing. Yeah. You take you take a 50 mile an hour. Either way, not even half a second. That's nuts. Not even half. That's nuts. Like you think, like, if I snap my fingers. Over. Faster than that. Yeah. Faster, faster than that. Faster. Almost faster than the blink of an eye. Almost. No. Like, if you go up there. No. Well, obviously not, but if you go up there, okay? Yeah. And let's say you close, you do a reasonably long blink. Like one, like one of, like, yeah. 
like that. Like a week. The ball is like three fourths of the way there. Yeah, it's there. And you then, can't blow. And then you better hope there ain't a breeze blowing. And then you have to swing around. That's another what has to be half a second. Do you think the bat when they swing it is going as fast as the ball or faster? Uh, that's just, a good question. Just now hit my brain. Okay. No, no idea. Okay, but you would think if, if okay, they taught us this at school. Like if you're in a car, if you're going 50 mile an hour and you hit somebody else going 50 mile an hour, that's a hundred mile per hour force that hits. So if you're swinging a bat 100 mile an hour and hitting a ball 100 mile an hour, that's a 200 mile an hour force. Yeah. Wow. Then baseballs and bats are mass and just stuff. I guess that goes back to the uh, to the coach pitch thing with throwing it fast. Because let's say you hold a bat out in front of you. Yeah. If you just go up to it and you just throw it a little bit, it's not gonna go very far. Right. But if you throw it as hard as you can, it's gonna back. It's gonna bounce back a little bit. Yeah. So really, the pitcher is doing some work too if if he hits it. Yeah. Because if it's going faster, it's gonna go farther. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. But the but you, you think distance wise. If you want that ball to be as level as it can be for these kids, so you got to throw it a little bit faster. They have to have a little faster reaction time, but still, you can't just rainbow that thing in there. What is that? Um, tennis, I think Tennessee pitcher. What's his name? I don't know the ball. He throws so. like uh, he throws like a hundred and five mile an hour fastball. A hundred five mile an hour. That's pretty fast. Tennis. I'm gonna look up Tennessee baseball. A hundred and five. Mile an hour fastball, and see what it pulls up. What's his net? What his name is? How fast is Bencher throw? Tennessee pitcher sets college baseball record with a hundred and five and a half mile an hour fastball. A half. A half. What was it? What was the record? You say? I don't know what the other record was. Like he beat it by like ten mile an hour. I'd be impressed if he beat it by half. I'm not that impressed. They say that if you throw anything over a hundred and six, that's really bad for your elbow. It could like. Oh, yeah. Pop ligaments, or not pop it, but tear some ligaments. I would imagine. Because if you ever see the pictures of pitchers throwing it, their hands and their, like, it's like parallel to the ground almost. Yeah. Like, if you sit here and you, like, if you pull your hand back all the way, like you're going to throw something, like, you can only go up so fast, so hard. Yeah. Or so high. I mean. Yeah. And then when you put some force behind it and you're throwing it that hard, your elbow is going to feel that after a while. That's why I've always been impressed with people that can throw sidearm mm-hmm. and throw just as fast as people that's going over the top. I always threw sidearm because if I threw over, it hurt my like hurt my shoulder. Yeah. So I always threw sidearm because it never hurt my shoulder, but I was never able to throw it as fast. I can throw it as far, but just not as fast. Ben Joyce is his name. Ben Joyce. Ben Joyce. You know what I got to say to Ben Joyce? Oh. Go catch. <laughs> How did the uh, – the, um... Didn't Kentucky play uh, Tennessee? Yeah, the they – not in the playoffs. They played them – they swept – I think they swept them in their uh, three-game series. Who was it that they played? I think – Did Kentucky even make the tur- the playoffs? I know that they played a game, and Keaton was watching it, and they played a game that uh, meant something, meant they went farther and something. I don't remember what it was. But they played in a game a little under a month ago, I think. I don't know. I know they got in the. I think they got in the SEC tournament. Oh, and then they had. They had. I think they had to get in the tournament to make, to make the playoffs. I think that's what it was. Or maybe they had to go so far in the tournament. I can't. It was double elimination. I think that's what it was. And they made it further than they. 
I think they've ever made it before. Or in the past, it's this coaches took over. What about uh? Wow, well, I'm thinking about um. Ghosts in here. The yeah, there must be a ghost in here. The lights turned on by itself. Do you believe in ghosts? I believe in the Holy Ghost. Ooh. Oh, what about that? That's good. It's a good answer. But uh, well, oh yeah, back to the baseball stuff. Okay. What about Russell County making it to the state championship game? Man, I thought they had it. What about that? I thought they had it. That's crazy. I try, I try to keep up with it, which they don't. Nobody broadcasts that in our area, you know. But once you get to playing them local schools, that's just a different. That's a whole different league. Oh yeah, and usually when people think about playing people around our area, they're like, you know, whatever. That's yeah, that's some little school. They don't have. Yeah. They don't have anything going on. Sports. Which, which don't get me wrong, Russell County is a lot bigger than Mecca. Oh yeah. But still, for for a town like Russell County to go all the way to the state championship, that's pretty pretty wild. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which don't get me wrong, I couldn't name a single person in Russell County right now. But oh, absolutely no. But just for the fact that that's the close. I mean, they were close to us and made it all the way that far. I mean, that's pretty impressive. So, what's your thoughts on? Let's say you're in a postseason. Okay. And you're on a team that gets beat. Okay. The team like, that like game seven got beat by a shot or like just got beat in general. Let's okay. just say that. Just got beat. Do you cheer for the team that beat you the rest of the way? Or are you just kinda Oh, I see what you're Yeah. Uh I don't know. Like, if you put perspective like Kentucky got beat in the NCAA tournament this year mm-hmm. by St. Paul. Right? St. Peter's. St. Peter's. I knew something. Like yeah, it's not right. even that important because I can't even remember the name. Uh, like, I, the reason that I didn't want them to win the next game because I played Murray, and Murray, you know, it's a Kentucky school. But if they didn't play another Kentucky school, I was going to, I hope they went all the way. But if I was on the team, no, I'd want them to go beat by 50. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Because if they played the next game, I'd beat by 50. It showed how bad they are. Then mm-hmm. they'd turn around and beat us. But, so do you like Duke? No. Exactly. Okay. That's so terrible. I'll make sure we're on the same level here. So let's say Duke and Louisville are playing each other. I hope the building burns down. <laughs> I hope they have to evacuate the building. Like that, they don't even get to tip off. Oh. Uh, oh. Um. Who was it? I think it was Jonathan Reed. He was at uh some game. And there was like a tornado, and he was there. I forget what it was. I feel like I've heard this story. Yeah. He was, I don't remember though what te- what teams were playing. Yeah, he was. Uh, was it was it in the NCAA tournament? Hold on, let's see. Let's see. Because I feel like it was. Because there was a whole documentary about it, and then Jonathan Reed was there. NCAA tournament tornado. I guess is what you search, is what you search up if you're looking for this kind of stuff. Tournament tornado. I need to have him on the podcast to do the story. NCAA should catch. Oh my god. Okay, I don't think it was. This never happened. Oh, the Georgia it? Dome. Oh. When when did the tornado hit the Georgia Dome? I forget. That's what it is. 2008, the most infamous tornado of the outbreak occurred on March 14th when an isolated but strong EF2 tornado caused widespread damage across downtown Atlanta, including the CNN Center and the Georgia Dome. Derry was there. Yeah, Reed was there during the 2008 SEC men's basketball tournament. Huh. He was there. Maybe I haven't heard this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
there's a whole documentary about it somewhere because they had because it caused damage to the Georgia Dome. That's where the SEC tournament was going to be played. Yeah. So there was a whole scuffle about where the SEC tournament is going to be played now, and they made a whole documentary about it. You can watch it. What can I find that on? Uh, uh, probably, probably you can probably like search it up on the internet or something, and I'll probably. Well, I figured I could search it on the internet. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't know because I don't. I don't want to say Netflix and people would go on Netflix. Yeah, uh, it's probably like called Hulu or something. Let's see, it might be on YouTube. Probably two thousand eight. That long ago, it's probably out on YouTube. You just look it up. Yes, two thousand eight Georgia Dome tornado documentary. Documentary. All right, let's see this. Uh, I think it's on. It's, it says it's on ESPN Film, ESPN Plus. So if you have if you have ESPN Plus, I think it is. Mm. You me tell you a good story about Reed. Okay. It involves your brother Logan too. Okay, let's hear. It. All right. So we were freshmen in college. Me and Logan. Reed is older than us. Actually, your brother Tyler was there too. So this was when. Kentucky was playing Western at Nissan Stadium. I think this was the second time they played. Western beat them the first time. So we were Western students. So we got in the game free, and we sat in the student section. So we went tailgating all day long. And we were, yeah, we got there. Okay? So I had on a Western shirt. Tyler had on a Western shirt. Reed had on a polo. But it had a Kentucky logo on it. And Logan had on a blue Kentucky t-shirt, I believe. So we walk into the game. And we sit in the student section. All red. Except for Logan's blue shirt. And so we're sitting in the middle of the student section. Western comes running out. Everybody cheering. You know, we're all standing up hollering. Well, Kentucky comes running out. Everybody's sitting down booing except for Logan. Logan is standing up. He's just clapping. <laughs> and, and he's about, he's he's pretty much gone. And uh, so everybody's yelling, like, sit down, you traitor. How'd you even get in here and all this other stuff? Which we had student ID, so they yeah. had to let us in. And so it was just, and Ray was just sitting there. He just had his hand over his face, shaking his head. He was just like, my gosh. And Logan just looked around at me and says, I was Kentucky fan before I ever went to Western. I said, well. I got you back, dog. Is it, what's your opinions on if you go to a game of a of the opposite team's fans sitting on your like your side? Like if you was going to let's say a like a game, like a away team sitting on like a home team side, like well, see, I think that's different. It, it depends on what level you're talking about. Okay. Like if Metcalf is playing like Green County, I don't think Green County should be on the Metcalf side. No. There's obviously a separate deal. Yeah. But like if you go to a Titans game. And they're playing, I don't know, the Bengals. You know, it's whatever ticket you get. I mean, you can't really. I think it's a high school thing. Yeah, really. yeah. It's once, definitely a high school thing. Once you get out of high school, it's just, and you get to, like, these college domes uh-huh. or whatever, it pretty much is you get on Ticketmaster, whatever, whatever you, ticket you get. Whatever you can afford. Yeah. Whatever. So, you, you can't really be mad if you sit down next to an opposing team at a college or NFL level. I mean, you just get what you get. But it still makes it still makes me mad when I sit next to somebody, and I'm, let's say it's like Kentucky and like I don't know LSU or something because I went to that football game last year. Well, we actually had tickets in my wife to 
the Tennessee and Dallas game this year. Oh, and I am a Titans fan, and she is a Cowboys fan. Oh, so we're going to be sitting next to each other, and she's going to have her Cowboy gear on, and I'm going to have my Titans gear on. Yeah. It, I don't know. It just it angers me when I'm sitting there, and I'm cheering for one team, and then the other team scores, and the guy beside me is just like, hell yeah, let's hell go. Yeah. Praise hell, praise hell. <laughs> so when did you meet your wife? It's been, it's been a minute. It was 2011. That's when we met and first started dating. So, y'all, y'all graduated in 2013, so you'd have been so- sophomores? She would have been, she was a sophomore when I was a senior. Okay. We got together when I was a junior and she was a freshman. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, we've been together however many years. It's been 11 years. What year is it? 11 years. This wow. year, yeah. This year will be maybe 12 years. July 30th. Uh, this year will be our sixth year of so what, did y'all just have a class together or something? No, actually, I messaged her on Facebook. That's what you did back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I was just, like, me and Logan was hanging out or something. And I seen, I seen like, we were friends on Facebook. And I was like, who the heck is this girl? So I messaged her, and I was just like, hey, I was trying to meet some of the freshmen that are, you know, coming in high school. She was the only one I messaged. Yeah. But, like, that's how it kicked off. Then, like, we just got to talking and stuff and just hit it off. And then 11 years later, here we are. Yeah. I know Logan has uh, – him and Cassie, they dated for, like, five years or something. Yeah. Before they got married. How long did y'all – We date? dated – we got engaged. Not trying to get you in trouble. Here. I don't care what <laughs> you're going to do. Like, we got engaged the year that she graduated. I actually proposed to her the day of her senior prom. We had been together for four four or five years already. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think Logan and Cassie got together the year after me and Leah did. And so, yeah, we we all, which all four of us kind of run in the same circle. Anyway, I mean, Logan's been my best friend since eighth grade. So that's kind of, you got married at a young age, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was 20. One, mm-hmm. 21. Yeah, and I think you have a different perspective on that kind of things when you're kind of at that age. Yeah. Because you think about when you're, or when you was in elementary school, you look at a high schooler, you're thinking, wow, they're old. Yeah. And now you look at high schoolers, you're like, oh. Man, I'm young. old. Yeah. <laughs> but they're young. Listen, I had, the first time that I thought I was old, like, I'm still in school and I'm going for my maintenance degree. So, I was in this class this last semester. And there was four people in this class, me and three other guys. And we was all standing there talking. Like, they just graduated last year. And, like, I'm 20. I'll be 28 this year. So, we was all standing there talking about ready to get get dismissed from class. And they was talking about how they do these truck meetups and stuff like that. And my truck was in the parking lot. And they're like, you should bring your truck up there. You know, just hang out, whatever. I mean, those cool guys are like, I've done that in a while, you know. It's been since I graduated high school. And they're like, how old are you? And I was like, 28. And they're like, or 27. They said, there's no way. I'm like, well, how old are y'all? Like, born in 2001 or two? And they looked at me like, no, we was born in 2004. I'm like, what the world's <laughs> going on here? That's, like, when, I was, that's when I was born. Yeah, see, look, look at you. Maybe yeah. it was 2003. I can't remember. But see? Mm-hmm. 90s babies are old. Yeah. Now, I like... 
the people that like there's a certain point in your life when your memory kind of starts. Yeah. And I look at people now and I think about, wow, that person right there has changed since I remember. Yeah. <laughs> like some people, it's really traumatic. And then some people, they look the exact same as they did 10 years ago. Like I remember, like, like I pretty much grew up in your house in yeah. high school. Like, I remember when you was little and literally football, and we would get out in the yard and like run through plays and stuff. Yeah. And now you're like, big four-star linebacker or whatever. I'm like, well. I remember one time, uh, it was probably, it's probably the most vivid memory I have of y'all's friend group, I think. Y'all was at our house, and uh, y'all was going to go out, and you was going to uh, play car hide-and-seek. Yeah. Y'all played car hide-and-seek. That was back when gas was like $2 a gallon. Yeah. You can't do that now. Thanks, Biden. Yeah, you can't do that now. But we was gonna go play high, car hide and seek, and man, that was the most fun. Yeah, I had like when I think of fun in my childhood, that's the night I think of. Yeah, because that, that was just like times. I thought I was on top of the world that night. Yeah, it was amazing. Out of all the things that did, listen, me and your brother. One time we need to get him on the podcast so I know what to say, but like not gonna get him in trouble with y'all's mom because. Mm-hmm. I don't care what my parents saw I did. I was a hellion. I, I'm not afraid to admit that. So, but one sometime when you get me and them both on here, we'll tell some stories. We got into some stuff. Logan. Like, we didn't break the law or anything. Yeah. Well, I'm going to leave it at that. We didn't break the law intentionally, but, yeah, we, we, we got into some stuff. Logan always, he'll tell mom stories now. Yeah. That he's a little older and he has his own house. Yeah, like, what are they going to do? Yeah. Right? But, Send me to my house? Yeah. Okay, I'm going there anyway. But now the rules for me, and I talked about I talked about this in Mom's podcast, I don't hurt. Yeah. That now I can't I can't take a step without her wanting to know where I am because yeah. she's learned from Logan. Yeah. And he's ruined so many things <laughs> for me and Keaton, and I can only imagine Zach and Zoe. Listen, there's some stuff that, like, I would just show up at your house at, like, eight, which my dad lived a quarter mile. You used to live on uh, Kuma Road, right? Yeah, somewhere over there. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, which, he don't live there no more. But, uh, I mean, it was within hollering distance from y'all. So, I would just get in my car, run over to y'all's house, and that's, we might be there, we might not. Who knows where we were going to end up that night. I remember you used to ride over on a bike. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was that close. From a golf cart or lawnmower or whatever we had that would run. Logan always uh, tells mom now, he said, uh, I always told you where I was, but I didn't tell you what we was doing, where yeah. we was. See, that's not what I did. I just said, I'm going to Logan's. And yeah. <laughs> where we went from there was a mystery to anybody. They called where y'all, I'm at Logan's. Yeah. All right, uh-huh. that's where we was. Well, now I think it's hard. Harder though, because you have all this Life 360, and you have all these phones that have your location the tracking on. thing on it. Yeah, like tracking. Yeah, and it's so it would be so hard to get away with stuff now. We yeah. got away with it. I think the only thing you can do now is leave your phone wherever you're supposed to be. Yeah, I think that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, like because, who wants to do that though? Yeah, but because if you let's say you do leave your phone, let's say. Let's say little Johnny's at home. 
right, he has his phone. His parents have him on a little tracker device where they know where he's at. Yeah. He leaves his phone, and he goes out with his friends, and they crash their car. Dead. Not dead. Car. They they get a little fender bender, and the car won't run. Okay. And they're out, God knows where. Yeah, rolling around. Yeah. They don't have a phone. Yeah, they're stuck. You have to have, like, that's the problem. You have to have your phone. But let me tell you something. You always got to remember that. And someday when you're on a podcast, you can tell that story. I left my phone at the house. My parents didn't know where I was at. Yep. <laughs> Man, people are addicted to their phone, too. Badly. Yeah. Some people are bad, and some people aren't bad. Yeah. Some, I miss the days where you could just, like, leave your phone, and, like, nobody would bother you. But now I feel like people are like, oh, you're addicted to your phone. But I feel like nowadays, with all the stuff that you have to do for even work. Like if your boss calls you and you don't have your phone. Yeah. You might, I mean, you might get fired because of yeah. that. Well, see, like my job, we go out to these different places. And so that's, that's the only communication we have. Like if somebody calls the office and says, Hey, we got this broke down or we need, you know, we need somebody to come out here in the next hour or two. We didn't have our phones. Like you, you can't just use a landline anymore like you used to. What are you gonna do? Send a carrier pigeon? I mean, that's what I'm saying though. Is people are like, "Oh, you're so addicted to your phone," but really, sometimes depending on what you do, you have to have your phone. Yeah, you and, have to. And there's a lot of stuff on your phone. You like, you don't need Facebook. You don't need Twitter. You need to tell Logan to get off Twitter. He's on that a lot. Oh man, <laughs> Cassie always tells us that when he tweets stuff, she'll go back that night. And she'll delete all the stuff that she thinks is bad. Like, if I'm somewhere that I can't stream a game, like I don't have enough service, but I have enough service to open Twitter, yeah. I'll just keep up with the game by what Logan's putting on Twitter. Like, it's it's just that simple. But sometimes, not not just Logan, but sometimes people will put stuff on Twitter and you have no idea what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. I love Logan to death. Like, they'll be like, they'll be like oh, come on. You're yeah. Like, come on with what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Give me some contact clues here. Yeah. Some people, I'm not talking about Logan again, but some people just don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Ever. There was a tweet that really upset me. Right. I, I feel like it was sometime last week. And this guy put on there, and he was like, where was this at, Blue? And he was behind the plate with his camera. And, it. I mean, the catcher was positioned a little outside the plate anyway. Yeah. And he still had to reach a little over to the ball. And the guy was like, where was this at? Call it a ball. I was like, there's a reason you're in the stands and the umpires. But See, that, that's something like you talking about these, these games, these little league games and stuff. Like yeah. coaches don't get paid to do this. Mm-hmm. Like all these parents and I'm guilty of a holler, which I don't holler at a coach, yeah. but I get to holler or parents is all, you know, run, run, you know, whatever. Yeah. But when these parents start hollering at the coaches, you just want to turn around and be like, you could have volunteered to do this. Yeah. Like, I don't have to be out here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some of these coaches out here, they don't have a kid on the team. Yeah. They're just doing it because they, they like to help. They like to sport. Yeah. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of coaches anyway now is that they coach because they feel like that sport is a part of them. Yeah. And they played that game their whole life. And really, I guess they can't imagine life without the sport. No, not at least being part of it. Yeah, yeah, at least being a part of it. 
Yeah. And I think that's with referees too, or umpires or whatever. Yeah. Is that when they're done with the sport, they want to come back to it because that's how much they love to do it. Yeah. So when you come back as a coach or an umpire, referee, whatever sport you're doing, people are going to treat you different than mm-hmm. when you're an athlete versus when you're coach slash officiating the game. I think they, they expect more, I don't know if responsibility is the right word, but they, they expect you to have, there's a different level they expect out of you, I guess, from when you're a player. Because a player, even at high school, you're still learning. You're going to make mistakes and people realize that. But when you're a coach or an ump or something, they expect you to be like, you should know this. Yeah. You know, you're, you're at a different level than these kids are. But they're both humans, though. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. Everybody. All the time. And I think it's crazy to think that every official, every coach is going to make the right decision in every situation. Can't. It just can't. So, Not even the best coaches out there make the best decision every single time. Because you got to think of it. Going back to how fast the pitch is, that ump has to watch that pitch just like the batter does. Yeah. You know, some ump, sometimes they're calling off how the catcher's hand yeah. is when he catches the ball. That's a skill. That's a skill the catchers have too, is that they can catch the ball and then move it so fast that it looks like they caught it right down the middle. Yeah. So that's a skill. So I mean, how some ups just ain't gonna ain't gonna pick that up. No. So and then what you got, gotta do? What and then you, you got do? parents that are sitting a hundred feet away. Yeah. And they're like, Oh blue, that was right down the damn middle. Yeah, that was right down the gut. You don't call the ball. Walk my kid, walk my kid. Like some kids, some genetics are just not good enough to make it to the next level. It's about the mindset and about how hard you're going to work. Yeah. And some parents just, they just can't get their, through their head. I don't care how big they are, how strong they are. If they don't work at it, they're not going to get there. Yeah. And I think some parents just don't understand that. Not every kid's going to the MLB. Not every kid's going to the NFL. No. I mean, it's just crazy how poorly they treat officials and coaches because they think their kid is better than what they really are. Yeah. It's crazy. Which I think you got to put in some perspective, even though they don't make a pro. They're still a learning discipline and learning that you always ain't going to win or, you know, that aspect of life. Even though you don't might not be the best player on the team, you know you still want to push your kid to drive and to learn and to, to realize, you know, if I work hard at something, we could win or we could succeed, you know, at what we're doing. You know that that's just the aspect of life. People people take some games way too seriously, and they say some words to referees that they shouldn't say, and I think that's one reason that. We can't find officials. Oh yeah, they was it was a game today played at the city park and have official out. Yeah. Of uh, I don't remember what level it is. It's slow pitch. Yeah. Was girl slow pitch? Mm-hmm. They couldn't find an official. Yeah. Because people don't want to deal with it. Yeah. They don't. You don't, you don't get paid enough to deal with these with these parents. No. You know. Because there's videos and all kinds of stuff like that, and all you gotta do is search it up. That some parents will get like physically violent. Yeah. About it. Yeah. I remember there was an AAU video. Uh, 
I guess the I guess the referee didn't call a foul or whatever. And the coach came out and just clocked him. I remember that. Yeah, I see it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna get physically violent about it over one game, yeah, over a game that probably doesn't even matter anything of importance, which I've seen, you got to take it. I've seen like in high school, a lot of parents will get ejected from a game, which these refs or umps or whatever. They're only going to take so much, but and they'll just sit. But some of them have a very short fuse, yeah. so if they don't, they want to tolerate it, either or call the ball game or you know whatever. But the thing about the thing about ejecting a fan is that if you go back the next night, they might be there again. Yeah, but with a player or a coach, they have to sit out like three games. Yeah, the coaches have to pay a fine. What about? Making fans do that, because I feel like now that if you if you bring some people to a game and they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna give them hell, I'm gonna yell, yeah, they find joy in that they're making a scene. Some yeah. people do. They, some people want the show to be on them and not on yeah. the, not on the game. They find joy in that they got thrown out of the game and they can tell everybody about it and they can say how bad the officiating was. Like, dude, seriously. Yeah. Like, you're taken away from a kid's, a kid's, uh, what is it, um, experience yeah. at a game because you want to act a fool. Yeah. And you're probably embarrassing them, too. Yeah. And you're probably making a lot of people wish that they was a fly on the wall and nobody could see them. <laughs> yeah. you, ever, you ever get a secondhand embarrassment? Me? Yeah. No. Like, anybody – because that happens to me all the time. Oh, really? Like, if somebody's doing something that's just the stupidest thing I've ever seen, like, I get secondhand embarrassed. Wow. Like, seriously, like, you're going to do that. Like, I've, I've seen stuff before, I'm like, there's no way I would do that. And then I've done stuff where people's like, I can't believe you're doing that. Like, it takes a lot to embarrass me. Like, I, you, you can ask – any of your brothers. I, I don't I don't care anything. Like if you dare me do it, all right, bet, let's do it. Or whatever. But as far as like seeing somebody like, man, I'm embarrassed for you. You're gonna be stupid, you're gonna be stupid. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feel anything for you. Stupid people stupid is what stupid does, I guess. I think another thing with that is that it took a while to realize with the secondhand embarrassed thing that when somebody else stupid or they're doing something crazy like next to me. People aren't looking at me; they're looking at them. Yeah, <laughs> but you all also got that fact too that you're seen with them. Yeah, so probably people think you're yeah. like that too. It's like one of them things where they say something and you don't agree with it. And you're like, oh, I'm I'm not with them. Yeah, like, you scoot over a little bit. See, my biggest thing is like if I don't agree, like let's say somebody in our group says something, I don't agree with it. I'm the type of person. I love controversy. I want to argue with somebody. Yeah. But I'll argue with anybody. Yeah. Like you're gonna to have to prove me wrong that I'm wrong. Tyler's the same way. Yeah. I'll. I'll I would I'll, like to see you and Tyler argue about something. That would last all day long. Probably all day. If, if it's a topic that we both firmly stand on, I don't. And it won't do any good. But yeah, I'll argue with somebody all day long, and I'll have facts to back it up. What's a topic that you stand strongly on? What's some? What's your biggest, like you know, this is what's right, 
and this is what's wrong. What's the topic that you stand highly that no one's going to change your mind over? That nobody's going to change No one's going to change your mind. This is right. This is wrong. Like, you want, like, political or you want, like, the one thing that I'm, that I'm dead set on is, like, Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Like, I will, I will throw scripture at you all day long about that. Yeah. But if you want to go political, it's the whole Second Amendment thing that's going on right now yeah. about guns. Like, how they're wanting to push red flag laws and try to push more gun laws. Like, right now, there's over, I think there's over 500 federal laws for guns and over 2,000 laws on the state level. You can throw all the laws you want to out there. You're not going to stop. That's a, that's something. You're not bad. People are going to do bad things. Mm-hmm. You're not going to change my mind on that. Yeah. And so, you think that they should still sell, still sell guns to anybody? Well, not to anybody. Okay. So where should you draw the line? Well, should you do a background check? Yes. Okay. How thoroughly should a background check? What What are you looking for? I think. Are you, I mean, are you looking for speeding tickets? Are you looking? No, for no. I mean, that's not going to affect nothing. Yeah. I mean, like, like right now, let's say if I went up here to our local gun shop, okay? Yeah. They're going to run. You're going to fill out a paper. It, it, it's extensive. A lot of people think you're going to put your name on it, you hand it to them, and you walk out with your gun. It's yeah. not like that. It's not like that at all. You walk in, you get his name, address, social security number, everything about it, and there's like 30 questions that you have to answer. And you have to be truthful about it. Because if you're not truthful about these and it kicks back, not only are you not allowed to buy that firearm, but you're not allowed to buy a firearm, period, in, in like in that gun shop again. So, I mean, I guess you could go to another gun shop and try it again, but it's gonna it's the same in every gun shop. It is a federal background check, I think. Yes. So what do you think they should look for? What do you what do you think draws the line of this person can get a gun and this person cannot get a gun? What do you think draws the line there? Well, I mean, one thing I look at is age. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing you look at. But, like, any felonies, anything that you got really in trouble with the law for, like, if you had to be handcuffed for it, probably look at that. But, like, any, any sort of aggressive, you know, being arrested for aggression or, I don't know, breaking and entering. What about, what about drugs? Well, that's, what, do you, what do you, well, what I mean, do you think? That, that's, it's a felony, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on how much. Well, oh, yeah. Okay. If you have a misdemeanor because you had pot in your car, I don't think you should have your right taken away from you. Okay, so let's say you're... But if you're trafficking 50 pounds of cocaine, okay, yeah, I think you should be locked up. If you get to a point where you're breaking the law, where you have to go to court and possibly serve jail time, that's the point where your background, it should be on your record. Yeah. Okay, so let's say you... You got a felony when you was 22 years old. Let's say that. Okay. Okay. You went to jail, let's say, for two or three months. Okay. Okay. Time goes by. Now you're 60 years old. Okay. You have kids. You have grandkids. Your grandkids are like, Pa, I want to go. I want to go hunting. Mm-hmm. And you go and you try to get a gun, but you can't get a gun because, see, when you was 22 years old, you but- got a felony. But there's a process that you can go through the court system and get your rights back. Okay. You can have that expunged off your record. If you serve, I think if somebody serves their time and can prove in a court of law that they're, they've changed, you know, like I did this, or those it was wrong, I served my time, I'm good. I'm a firm believer in second chances. 
Yeah. You know, if, if you go out and kill five people and you serve 20 years in jail or 25 or whatever, and you get out and you're like, I'm going to go buy a gun right now. Like, okay, you probably should. There should be some steps before you be able to get that gun. Uh-oh. So, but I think killing someone, I, I don't think anybody can serve a long enough sentence. Agreed. For, like, just killing somebody straight up, I don't think you can serve a long enough sentence for that. Just, like, murder or like just murder, Like, first-degree murder. Yeah. Like, you planned it. There's boards on the wall. You know where they're at on this day. So, how do you feel about, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Shoot. I went blank. What? The, uh, execution. The execution? Yeah. What do you think okay. about that? Because here's a fact for you. Okay. If you kill a murderer, they can no longer murder. Yeah. But well, if that, you kill a murderer, aren't you a murderer? No. No. How? The, the Bible says if you're just in it, it's not murder if you're just in it. If, if, you're, if, if you're out, you have a gun pointed to somebody. Let's say somebody walks into a bank and has a gun pointed to somebody. And I can still carry it. If I draw my weapon and shoot somebody... That's self-defense. I'm I'm free of that. I'll have to go. To, I will go to jail for that. I, well, I, I take that back. If you shoot somebody in self-defense, everybody thinks you're innocent until proven guilty, unless you shoot somebody. At that point, you're guilty, and you have to prove your innocence. Because let's say you're at home, okay? Somebody breaks into your house in the middle of the night, and you shoot and kill them. Or shoot them. Okay, let's say you don't kill them. You just shoot them. Okay? Yeah. Cops show up. You call the law. Say, hey, somebody broke my house. I shot them in the leg. They're laying here in the floor. Yeah. They show up. Cops show up. This guy says, my car broke down. Door was open. And I walked in. And he shot me. Your life wasn't in danger. Yeah. So at that point, you just shot an innocent man. But. Trespassing. Can you say, I wonder if you can make an argument. That they was trespassing on your property, you felt threatened. Yeah, you can. you can. Kentucky is a stand your ground state. Yeah. If somebody walks in your driveway and you tell them to leave and they don't, you you have you have the right for to lethally get get them off your property. Yeah, you can pull a gun on them if you want. You don't have to shoot them, but you can be aggressive as you you want to be. To get them. I wonder what so. So I wonder if the law said, let's say somebody comes in my, in my yard, I want them to leave, and they will not leave. Let's say I pull out a gun and I shoot them in the leg. Yeah. And then they crawl away and whatever they call the law, the law comes. I wonder if you have to pay for their damages or their, like, medical bills. I wonder. Mm, I don't know. I wonder what the laws are on that. I don't know. But, like, see, at that point, it's pretty much your word against theirs. Like, if they crawl away and say, you know, I was just walking by and shot me in the leg. Yeah. You know, and say I wasn't even on the property. There's two. There's two sides. Of exactly. Story. That's why. That's why the whole thing is in self defense. You're guilty until you're proven innocent. It's kind of like a girl accusing rape on a guy. Because let yes, let me tell you this much. Okay. If you shoot somebody, mm-hmm. I don't care where you're at. A lot of the movies and stuff. You know, they say, "Oh, it was self defense." You know, don't worry about it. We know. No, you're you're getting handcuffed and you're going to jail. Yeah, you are 100. percent Absolutely. So that's why I'm saying you have to prove your innocence. Mm-hmm. So 
it there's a lot more to concealed carry, which I personally concealed carry. Yeah. So if if I pull my weapon on somebody, it can even be it's letting somebody know. If we're like in an argument and I say I have a gun, that's me initiating th- harm's way towards them. Yeah. They can legally call the law or sue me or whatever by a lawsuit against me saying I threatened their life because I told them I had a gun. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, you have to really watch. There, there's more to packing a gun than just, I'm going to pack a gun in case I need it. Yeah. You have to really know the law. You have not just know the law. I mean, you have to, I mean, you have, Understand to, you have to practice it. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, yeah. Like people think, which I think that's something. We don't need more gun laws. I think that people need to put this could go towards the police officer too. P- people need more training. Yeah, it's not that you need good people with guns. Mm-hmm. And, and point blank, you have to have. That. Yeah. So, but the thing is, the good people have to be trained to know when. Yeah. So, how do you fix that? Just you have to have. Can problems. you fix that? You can. Yeah, you can. What about if when you went to buy a gun, you had to take a class? To learn all the situations, all laws about that. Well, see, I took a class to be able to concealed carry. It was eight hour class. See, I don't know what the. But see, the law now, Kentucky, is you don't have to. I did that before they changed the law. To concealed carry in Kentucky and Tennessee, and I think, I think Mm. Alabama, you do not have to have a license, excuse me, to concealed carry. But before, when I got mine, you, you had to have, you had to take a class. Wow. Yeah. See, I don't know what the standards are for owning a gun, but I know and I stand on it should be a lengthy operation or well, see, a, a lengthy um, a lengthy test. Let me tell you about a story that happened in Minnesota. I think okay. it was Minnesota. Maybe no, it wasn't Minnesota. Anyway, there's a, a one state that it takes seven days by a gun. Seven. No, ten. Ten days. Yeah. This lady, she had a guy that was stalking her, an ex-boyfriend. Okay? So she wanted a shotgun to keep in her house yeah. in case he decided to come in. She went to the gun shop, filed her paperwork to buy a gun, pick the gun out she wanted. In that ten-day period, that man broke in and killed her. Wow. While she was waiting for her gun to be released to her. Wow. Now, if if her if she would have got it that day, would that help? I mean, can't really can't really yeah. say that. But I know if she she would have had a fighting chance. If she'd been if her background check come back clean, there was no reason why this woman shouldn't have had this gun. Now, granted, she was buying the gun to protect herself. Yeah, she wasn't buying it to go kill somebody. Yeah. She was buying it because she was in harm's way. Mm-hmm. See, I'm full. I I fully believe if. if you pull a gun on somebody and their intent is to hurt you, do what you got to do. That's one more thing, too. And I think if someone goes through a divorce mm-hmm. or anything traumatic in their life, yeah, I think there should be a time period where they cannot buy any lethal weapon. Anything. All weapons are lethal. Yeah. Well, any weapon at all. I think there should be a time period where they cannot buy how, weapons. How would you track that? You have to, when you file a divorce, you have to go to the government, right? Or, I, I don't know. Some, I've never been. Yeah, I've never been. <laughs> I think you have to do it. 
do some kind of paperwork that I. I mean, you go to the lawyer. Yeah. You get, you know. But and I, I think that know. should go that that should go on your record. And once that happens. But what if you just decide to mutually split ways? There should still be something. If, okay, what what are you saying? Mutually switch ways. Like, let's just say me and Leah decided we're like, you know what, we're just. We're just done, you know. Like yeah. neither one of us are happy or Logan the cat. Anybody. I mean, you just say anybody. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I you want a divorce? Yeah. I don't, like you're just not happy. You're not spending time together with each other. You don't have kids. You don't have anything tied together. Yeah. You take your stuff. I take mine. We just go to the lawyer's office, sign paperwork, be gone. Yeah. So neither one of us, you're saying, should be allowed to buy a, a firearm or any type of weapon within thirty days. No, I don't think so. Because here's the thing. Let's say y'all did split up. Okay, y'all. Should- should I have to surrender my guns? Because what's the point of me not being able to buy a gun if I already have a gun? Yes, I think you should be stripped of any weapon that you have. Because who's, the, who's the one doing that? The government. See, you, I'm not. I'm not for that. Okay, so let's say you do split ways, and it's mutual. Y'all are like, you know, we're gonna split. A ways no hard feelings yeah let's say 10 days later you see a picture on facebook of her with her new man and then sparks fly up in your head and you're thinking of bad thoughts and now the mutual feeling that you had is now a big fire that's burning yeah and the and the lawyer that you had was like no it was mutual it was mutual they both don't care they're going separate ways but now you see this picture you see them together and all hell is about to break loose. And I think that right there is why. If let me ask you this then. So if I get that mad, if I get to the point where I'm mad up, I'm gonna kill somebody. Yeah. What's gonna keep me from just running them over in my truck? But the thing is though, you have to have everything you can possibly do to stop a situation. It's any bad situation, if they if someone wants it to happen, it's gonna happen, but you have to have steps. To yeah. make sure that it's not easy for that person to do what they're gonna do. Well, let me tell you this. Do you know what the biggest mass killing in Canada is? What it was done with? What? A U-Haul truck. I see that. I think it was twenty-eight people got killed by a person that rented a U-Haul truck. Okay, where was that? Not in Canada. I don't know. But I mean, like, <laughs> was it at like an event? No, like somebody rented a U-Haul truck, was driving around, running people over. Like it, like maybe it was like fourteen died, twenty eight got injured, or something. Like it. it was a bunch. Wow, that's the biggest massacre in Canada. Okay, so let's say this. Let's say that now Canada has guardrails, and we're back. We had a little uh, technical difficulties there. My computer died, but it happens. <laughs> yeah, but it happens. So we was talking. What was it? it was uh, guns? Do you like a uh, true crime stuff? Like some of the uh, investigations. Like uh, Criminal Minds. Yeah. Like yeah. Did you need to watch all the seasons? No. No. See, I, I'm the type of person, like stuff like that. I'll just, if it's on, I'll watch it. But like, sit down and go through every season. Nah, see, me that. and my family, we used to watch Criminal Minds like religiously. Oh, yeah. Like, Logan still does. Yeah, religiously. And Cassie, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, now that, now you're talking my speed. Grey's I'm, Anatomy. I'm, I mean, I'm a surgeon, pretty much. Do you watch every? Uh, have you watched every single episode? Yes. 
Every time I go over there, she's watching. Yeah. Every time. That and uh, the spinoff show, Station 19. I think I like it more than Grey's Anatomy. Are they still uh, Are they still making shows? I Grey's Anatomy? So. I hope so. so the, there hasn't been like a finale or anything? Yeah. Well, there was a finale it was a few weeks ago, but I think they're coming out with a new season this fall. Oh, okay. I'm just going by what I read. Yeah. I don't I don't know the release date, but okay. like I like it, but I don't like sit around just think about it, I guess. There's nothing worse than really getting hooked into a show and then they do like a final season. And then you're done. And then you're done. I was that way with Supernatural. Like, I really like Supernatural. Like, I didn't know what to like I don't know what to do my, with myself after that. Yeah, you gotta find another show. Like I think it uh Money Heist and the one hundred. I saw. I started watching the 100. I'm like two and a half episodes seasons in. After the 100 ended, it was. Well, don't spoil I, it. I didn't know what to do with myself. Well, I'm not gonna spoil it. Okay, but I'm still watching. Yeah, it. I mean it's been. I loved. Long. I loved the 100. Like that's a show that I watch. Like if I'm home by myself and don't really have anything else yeah. on, I'll watch it. You need to watch uh, Money Heist. Money Heist. Yeah, Money Heist. Is it on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's about these criminals that kind of get into a group and then they rob like I think it's like the Bank of Spain or something. Huh. It was shot in um Spanish, but um when you hear it like on Netflix it'll be in English. So you just can't watch their mouth. Because their mouth won't be it's saying kinda like a English. squid game. Yeah. Their mouth won't be saying in English just the audio will yeah. be. Let me tell you the movie that just come out, everybody's talking about it. I watched it. Hustle. Hustle? It's an Adam Sandler movie. See, I hadn't seen that. Man, it's good. It's one of the best movies I watched in a while. Really? Like, it's, it's like... When did it come out? Oh, okay. It's, like, new to Netflix. Oh, okay. It's, like, like a few weeks ago, I guess. That's well, cool. it's, it's, like, it's got Kentucky Connections in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. I'm going to watch that. Really good. Like, Isn't it nine crazy? out of ten. Isn't it crazy that, like, the best actors from, like, the 2000s are looking so old now? Except for like Tom Cruise in the new Maverick movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't look very old. But like Adam Sandler and like Will Ferrell and all of them. They Man, look, yeah, they look like grandpa. They look old. Yeah. Well, Real old. Well they are. Yeah. That's what they look like. Yeah, but you know what I mean though. Yeah. Like just like it feels like yesterday they was doing like Will Ferrell. Like Step Brothers. They're doing Step Brothers, yeah. Which is a yeah. great movie. Man, by the way. Like top five. Great movie. I'm trying to get you every time. I thought I'd done hit the floor. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. Uh, okay, what's your favorite actor first? Ooh, you put me on the spot again. I don't know the guy's name, so I, I don't guess it could be my yeah, favorite. Yeah, could be your favorite. But every movie he's in, it's real good. It's the guy that's in... Uh, the movie I think of just recently was the, uh, the new Fast and Furious movies. Like when The Rock come in, yeah, he's like the evil guy, the ball guy. He's British. Vin, no, not Vin Diesel. Not Vin Diesel. The other guy. Oh, uh, I can't think of his name either. Is it Jason Statham? Maybe. Hey, let me look up. I'm, look it up. I might look up the the uh, what is it? The cast. Yeah. Yeah. He, That's what they thought. He plays that movie. It's called Charge or something like that, where they replace his heart with a battery, and he has to keep like recharging it. Like Iron Man? Yeah. 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 I think it's that Jason Statham. Uh, what, what, what movie was it again? I think it's called 
fast nine was the one he was recently, or maybe it was seven is when he first came in. It was a fast and furious guy. But he's in fast nine, though. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm looking up fast nine. So, Tyrus Gibson. Let me see. Here. Okay. No. No. He, Are any of them in him? No. Any of, none of them? Okay, maybe. We'll was show it? more. Yeah, go down. Okay. Jason Statham. Right there. Yep. Him? Yep. That's him. Bro, he is. Every movie he's in is such a good movie. The action movie he's in, he he hits the nail on the head. Yes. Every single time. Like, what's that movie where he's in jail and they like. And it's The Rock with The Rock? No, it, they're like racing cars. Like, they have to build a car in prison, uh-huh. but it's like, if, if you, the only way you lose is you die. Oh, uh, it's nuts. It's all, it's like early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, what would it, what are it, like car racing? Just look up car movie. Right? Car movie? Yeah. It'll probably, fa- it'll probably pop up um, Fast and Furious again. Probably. Let's see. Transporter? No. It, it's Fast old movie. movie. It, Collateral. Hit more out there. More? Yeah. Okay. Death Race. Death Race? Yeah. I think I've watched that before. That, it's a good movie. What year did that come out? Uh, let's see. Death Race. Click on that. Death Race 2. That's Death Race 2. Uh, 2010. Go to the first one. Go, go 2008. Where is it at? Right here. Right here. 2008, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a good movie. Really? The Crank, that's the one where it's hard. Yeah. The Crank? Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Framed for a murder he did not commit. Three times Speedway champ. Jensen Ames, which is Jason Statham is the actor, finds, him, finds himself at Turnbull Island the country's toughest prison, but he gets an unexpected chance at freedom when the warden offers a choice. Compete in the death race as a mythical driver called Fran Frank Kins. Oh, it, it cuts off. Death race as a mythical driver called Frankenstein or yeah. right in a cell forever, riding in a car equipped with flamethrowers and grenade launchers. Ames must survive a gauntlet of vicious criminals to win his freedom or die trying. Yeah. Wow. It, it's nuts. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah. I think I've already watched it, but it's been a while. It's nuts. I but, wonder if it's on uh Netflix. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna see if it's on Netflix. You should it should say right there, shouldn't it? Yeah, probably. Hold on. Should watch movie? Yeah, there you go. No, no. it's not. You no. have to go to YouTube. You four dollars. You can do it on YouTube for four dollars. Four dollars you can watch it. Or Isn't you, that or crazy, you think TV? Oh, not available. Never Some mind. of the movies that they don't have on Netflix. Yeah. People would watch, like, every single day. Let me tell you my favorite show. Okay. Is uh, Home Improvement. Home Improvement with, uh, uh, yeah, with Tim with Old Man Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Allen is probably my favorite actor. I just said, I just said that. Right but, next to Jason Statham. No, no, number one. How do you even say his name? State, Statham? State, Statham. Statham. It's Again, Statham, yeah. Statham? Statham? Tim, yeah, Statham. Tim Allen is my favorite actor. Okay. And Toy Story is my favorite movie. Toy Story? Yeah. I used to have a uh, a little... Um, I don't even know his name anymore. It's the main character. I don't know. Woody? Woody, yeah. I used to have a little... Like, bro. I, I had said every it. one. I almost said it. I almost said... Uh, yeah, I used Woody. I little, little Woody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, I used to have uh, I used to have a little Woody doll, and I thought it was the coolest thing. I'd like watch it all the time, see yeah. it move. Yeah, like, like this thing's doing stuff when I'm not here. Yeah, like 
I used to uh, sit him in positions, like with his arms, like in weird positions, like over his head and stuff. And if I came back, and if he wasn't in that position, yeah, I would mind blown. Like, and I used to like grab and be like, "If you can talk, talk to me now." now. (laughs) Nobody else was listening. (laughs) That's like it reminds me of the people do this thing at Christmas, that Elfie thing with kids. Oh yeah. Like if you done that with us when we was little, with like the Toy Story toys. Yeah. You all like mind blowing. Like. Dude. Yeah. What about um when crazy things happen, some people will, like pass out. Like they'll like what do you mean? like um like just in shock? Yeah, like in shock. There was one movie, um Rob Bunch was telling us about it in his class one time. I had him in class. And there was like this creature and he always had like a mask on, make him look like an actual person. Yeah. And there was a scene in there that he turned around and he just looked like a monster. And, like, when they showed that in theaters, like, everybody would, like, pass out because they was in such shock because that was, like, the first time that they've seen anything like that. It was, like, 1970s. Oh, I don't know. 1970s, 80s. I'd like to watch it, though. Yeah. And, like, he showed us the clip. And now... Of people passing out? No, of, like, oh. the, the, like the clip of what oh, they the, saw. Yeah. And now it's just, like, like Why? how are they yeah. passing out over that? Because now, if you get on the internet, you see some messed up stuff. Yeah. Real messed up. There's some stuff you just don't want to stay off the internet. Yeah. I actually read a thing today. Okay. Microsoft is ending the Internet Explorer. Wow. Because everybody's doing like Google Chrome or Firefox or whatever. So Internet Explorer, as of June 15th, is done. Wow. It was a thing for 26 years. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how... Like when you're in like a like in the moment, like kind of like Fortnite. When you're in the moment playing it, you're like, "This is gonna be a thing forever." Yeah. Like I love this game. Like, Call I'm, of Duty. Like this is gonna be like the, the thing. Yeah. And then over time, it's just like you know whatever. It just fades away. It just fades away. Like I remember when Call of Duty, like Modern Warfare Two, came out when I was in high school. Yeah. Like we took like a week off of school, and that's all we did yeah. for days. People used to miss school. We did. Yeah. We did. I remember Tyler used to tell stories. Uh, His friends would play, like, all night long, and then at, like, come, like, 5 a.m., they would, like, go get breakfast at McDonald's. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. No, we we would, like, like pull, like, 24 hours straight, like, not getting off the game. Yeah. Like, we would, like, get up, go get, like, some chips or something and the water. Do Do you think it's possible to learn a skill from a game? Like to learn, like let's say you play like, like, like a UFC. guitar hero. No, like a U, like UFC or something. Let's let's say you play UFC. You think you can learn like moves from that? I think you can practice them. I guess by off of it. I mean, yeah. it's just like watching a a how to video on YouTube. Yeah, there was a story of a kid in school one time, and he was like, he was like a little like nerdy kid, and he didn't really like talk to anybody. He got a fight one time. Yeah, and he was like a gamer boy, and he put this kid. And like I think I don't know what submission like the experts called it, but it was like some kind of like um, like he put it down like tornado twist, rear naked choke something. They like, called it something like big. Yeah. And the uh, the principal asked him. He was like, you know, you don't seem like a kind of fighter. He's like, how did you learn how to do this? And he was like, I play video games. UFC. Yeah, like, I that's awesome. That's awesome. I was like, and when I saw that, I was like, you never know. You never know what somebody knows. Yeah. Like, 
you gotta watch like you gotta watch out for the um for the loud people. You gotta watch out really for the quiet people. Quiet small people. The ones that aren't expressing their feelings out loud yeah. is the ones you really gotta worry about. Let me tell you something. Small guys will go up around their mirrors and make you think about what you're talking, you know. Yeah. Uh, you've been punched in the ear? Me? Yeah. Not in the ear, no. No, it hurts. Really? Little fella punched in the ear, you're gonna know it. Yeah, it sucks. Hey, there's there's a real difference between a big fist or hand and a little fist or hand. Okay, let's say a big fist is going to hurt a lot more, but I think a little like slap by a little hand, by like a little kid, I think that hurts way more. Faster. Yeah, because I don't know, aerodynamics, I don't know. But just something about a little bitty hand smacking you anywhere it's like hurts a pinch. so much more. Like, I'd rather be punched than pinched. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. an arm. A pinch, oh. Like, I'd rather you just, like, grab back and just knock the hell out of me. I can't stand just... my hair being pulled. My hair getting pulled. Uh, I got short hair. I don't know. That's, like, the worst thing. Really? That's, like, the worst pain. Well, not the worst pain, but I'm over-exaggerating. But if you want to get me on the ground, grab just grab my hair, and I'll do whatever you want <laughs> to do. Like, if you grab my hair, like... I don't know. Like, if you told me to solve the mo- the hardest algebra equation, I would find a way. It hurts so bad for my hair to get. Like, there's a there's a move. It's not really a move. There's a way that I can grab your elbow in your hand, and I can take you anywhere that I want to take you. You're not getting out of the door. Huh. Like your your wrist and your huh. and your elbow just gives me so much pain. Yeah, it's not like pain, but it's just like like I got. Like, uh-huh. you think, like, this ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. But when you start forcing it together, like, if you say no and you put a little more pressure on it, you're going. Yeah. What about, uh, it might have been when, actually when you was in school. People would, like, use, like, erasers and stuff, and they would, like, like rub it against, like, their um, Skin. like their hands. Yeah. And it make, like, a mark. Yeah. What I'll, was that about? I don't know. People are stupid. Yeah. And they I put, never did it, but I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, you're just... You're just hurting yourself. Yeah. Like, there's no fun in it. And people would, like, use, like, they put, like, a bunch of glue on their hands, and then they would, like, let it dry and then peel it off. Yeah. I, it's some OCD thing, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of like the, uh, the the poppers, I think it is. Poppers. Like, um, it's like anxiety poppers. There's, oh! Like, little, like, pad. Yeah. And then, like, you, like, push it through, and then once you get all of them through, you just turn it around and push it back through. Yeah. What is it called? I don't know. Is it called a popper? I don't I feel like it should be. If it's, it's not it's, called it's a like popper. It's like one of those things where you spin it. Fidget spinner. Yeah. The fidget spinners were it. So, I love the fidget spinners. So that, that, was after, that was after my time. Like, I never. There's the fidget spinners. You said it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you like you could, like, learn tricks with them and stuff. Like, you would spin them with two fingers on it. And then you could let it go and, like, let it sit on your thumb. And it'd still spin. And you'd think you was, like, the coolest person alive. If, uh, and there's another um, little toy. Uh, it was like called like a rip it or something. And a like, rip it? Yeah, and it was like, uh, you know how they spin quarters? Yeah. So what you would do is you would put this uh, kind of like a disc looking thing on it. But what it was. I think I know what you're Spin. It looked like a triangle kind of. Yeah, and it spun around. And like, like, a, like a cone. It kind of looked like a cone. Yeah. But you would take this like thing and you would. Rip it out and the thing would come off and it oh, spin. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. 
and these two things, and you like have you can like else. battle. With yeah, you have like battles with it. Yeah, and whoever kept spending the longest or whatever would win. Yeah. and then you did like trade or whatever. And some kids would come to school and they have like the unbeatable like. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I forgot they were called that, but I know exactly what you're talking. They had like the teeth. Yeah, cord thing. Uh huh. And you would pull it, and it would go, and then some of them look so cool. Man. That's good. That's good times. They don't. They don't have nothing like that anymore. No. The, if they do, I don't know about it. It's going to be hard nowadays to come out with any toy or anything that people are really going to like obsess over. It's hard to be the tablet today. Yeah. It's hard to come up with something new. Yeah. You know. I feel like tablets are mm-hmm. taking over the world. Absolutely. Because you think about it, when they came out with like the. Uh, Nintendo or something. Nobody's yeah. ever seen anything like that. Yeah, you know. Now if they come out, if they come out with a new phone, everybody's like, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know? it's like every iPhone that comes out, yeah. there's something a little bit different. But we have 13 different cameras. Yeah, yeah. The whole backside of your phone's a camera. Yeah. Cool. Now my hands in the way. Yeah, like, like the backside of your camera will turn into a TV. Yeah, you zoom in. The front side's a TV. Yeah. Like, camera's so good you can zoom in and see tomorrow. Like, like, I don't understand. But, like, I say that I have the newest iPhone to have. This camera is so good you can see in the outer space. Yeah, we we film movies with this phone. What movie? Yeah. They never tell you what movie, but they uh, say they do. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the ads you hear on, like, the radio. They'll say it so fast that you don't know what. They said. Yeah, or they'll tell you what the medicine will fix. Yeah. And then the side effects are worse. They said it so fast you don't know. They'll be like, they're like, it'll help head pain. It'll help shoulder pain. But you'll have explosive diarrhea for four days. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have a headache. Like, like, uh, it'll be like, it'll help with your hurt stomach. But watch, it might kill you. <laughs> like, dude, why would you take something if there's a chance? That taking that could lead to like the worst thing that could cause even more problems. I just had a thought. Okay. I'm gonna change gears on you. All right. I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. Would you rather have a unicorn horn or an elephant trunk? Oh wow. Um I'm gonna go with elephant trunk. Wait, no, wait, what do you mean? Like just the trunk. Off your face. Okay, so it's just just face. It don't take away my hands. No, just like you are not either have okay. a horn, okay, or a trunk. Okay, how long is the horn? Two foot. Two foot. Oh, about two foot, and it, it's like my whole head, like my whole. Just forehead. kind of like out of your forehead. Just probably, let's say two inches round, two foot long. Okay, how long is the trunk? Two foot. Like how long does like how far does it come down? To your waist. To my waist? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the horn. Why? Because let's say you do have a trunk. Yeah. It hangs off your forehead. No, like out of your nose. At, like out of my nose? Yeah, like your nose is gone, you have a trunk. Okay. So my nose is a trunk, and if I had a horn, it would be on my forehead. Yeah. Okay. If I had the trunk, it would be hard for me to talk. See, but I would go trunk because you'd have a third arm. Well. But, like, it comes out, like, your mouth is clear. You can talk. Okay. Like, it clears your mouth. Yeah. Like, you have room to eat and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
with a trunk, you'd have a third arm. Like, you could grab stuff. But like elk. Here's something. I don't see no benefits to having a horn. You could run into things. If you... Okay. What if you snapped it off? Can you feel pain through it? Yeah. You can feel pain through it? Oh, yeah. then I'm, doing, I'm going with a, a trunk. But you can feel pain through your trunk, too. Yeah, but I'm not going to do the stupid thing. Like, if you, do horn. you grab a cat, like, you stab a wall. Like, if I had a horn on my head, then, like, everybody that makes me mad is getting it. Like, I am Just, swinging my head. Yeah. I whip my that head back and forth. Like, yeah. I can see it being good that. Yeah. You can hit them with your trunk. Yeah, but it's a soft little... I mean, I guess you could, like, grab them. I don't know. Have you ever seen an elephant hit something with their trunk? No, I haven't. Yeah. You ever seen rams fight each other? Yes. Like, they'll just hit each other head on. I think some of them are funny. Because they'll hit each other and they'll just, like, stare at just each other. Just like, I made myself dizzy. <laughs> like, like, I feel like it hurts their self more than it does the other, the other ram. I got something that'll blow your mind. Are you ready for it? I think I'm ready. Are you sure? I, I believe so. The brain, okay? Okay. The brain right. is the only thing to ever name itself. Wow. What about that? That's true. Because the brain has named everything else. Yeah. Not just, oh my gosh. Because if you think about it, let's say your mom named something, but her brain named it. Her brain named it. And then everything before that, somebody else's brain named it. Yeah. And then you get so far... And like everybody's like, what are we gonna call the thing the same in all this? The brain. Your oh. your brain thought about the name of the brain. Okay, so let's say okay, this is gonna sound weird. Let's say that this screen is white. Alright. Okay. But what if white looks differently to you than it does to me? Yeah. I've and had nobody, this conversation before. Nobody's gonna know. You'll never know. Never. Like, like I'm taught white, that that's white. Like, like that keyboard's white to both of us. Yeah. But what if your white is my blue? Yeah. Like you wouldn't know. You never know. You'd never be able to describe like, it. Like what if you're looking at my blue, but I'm looking at white? Like everything I've seen outside is green. Yeah. But what you're seeing is my red. Like you never know. They're like, yeah, everything's red. And then you're like, Yeah. Like look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Like I don't like I don't even know. I'm gonna show you this. It's a TikTok. Like everything's green, but to you, everything might everything might be blue. Just kidding, but you I don't have green. Just kidding, I don't have shirts. Anyway, there's a filter on TikTok where you can invert your colors. Okay. And you can see. You ever saw them TikToks where they're like, um, "This is how a bird sees things." How do you know what a bird sees? Or how do they know? Yeah. They're like, "This is how sharks see underwater." Like. They have to see the same thing we see. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know, because if you think about it, some like fish have the side of their head, side of their head, so they can't see. Exactly they only what see what's left and right of them. It's kind of like an alligator. They say if you run side to side, the alligator can't get you. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. Yeah, if you run side to side, the alligator will like I don't know, like get confused or something. I don't know. Have you ever heard of that? Hold on. I've never been chased by an alligator. Huh? I've never been chased by an alligator. But I'm glad to know that piece of information. Have you ever seen a wild alligator? Like a wild, like wild, like not in the zoo, like wild. Let me think. Like not, like not even going to like. Like I've been to Florida and seen some. Like wild, like he wasn't like on a trip. 
No, well, I was on a trip, but like I wasn't like in a zoo. Like it was on the side of the road. Like on the side of the road. Yeah. Okay. If you see a alligator, it says, "Don't forget to scream." Don't forget to scream. Let's let's go through this. Can you see alligators in the winter? I wonder if you can see alligators. Not a white one. Not no, not a white one. No. What does an alligator tracks look like? Do alligators see humans as prey? Guarantee an alligator track looks like an alligator's foot. Ab Haston. Well, no. Do you think that their drags its tail? Do you? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Looks like a lion. Do you think their body drags the ground? If you see an alligator, do you run side to side? Do you run? Oh my God! I said rub. Run side to side. Let's see what it says. You should run zigzag if you come across an alligator. This is a common misconception. First, it is rare for an alligator to pursue a human because humans are too large to be suitable prey. However, if an alligator does make an aggressive charge, run fast and straight away from the alligator, of course. Huh. So, that's a myth. A myth that I... Obviously, they've not seen some alligators. Because some alligators are like, Fast. 16 and 20 foot long. Some of them are fast, too. Yeah. Like, real fast. Do you know what the fastest mammal is? No, I don't. I'm I not th- real I familiar. Think it's, I think it's a mammal. Pretty sure it's a mammal. I'm not real familiar with what's mammals and what's... Pretty sure a mammal's anything to pair. I think so. No, maybe if it's just born alive and not an egg. I can't remember. I, I don't know. Pretty sure it's a hippo. I think they run like 45 mile an hour coming out of the water. Wow. Yeah, they're, I think, I'm pretty sure they're the most dangerous animal from land or water to land. Have you ever seen the videos of, like, people on boats, and, like, a hippo will come up, and it's, like, twice the size of the boat? Yeah. Like, dude. Could you imagine that big animal coming 50 mile an hour out of the water? Oh, my God. There's nothing you do. But you, like, nothing. I would say you would have a heart attack before you died. That's what they say happens when you like jump off a tall building, or, like you get pushed off a tall building. Yeah, you're, it, the pressure will kill you before you hit the ground. Yeah, yeah. So let's say like you jump really? out of the pl- which is the it, pressure. I know the pressure. I thought it was just like, you know, like being scared. Yeah, being that scared. Well, yeah, the pressure would make sense because in that case, people that jump out of airplanes would die. Yeah. Before they hit, well, parachutes. But. I don't know. I guess it. I guess it. Maybe they say that because they don't want like the family. To feel bad or something. That they, they die them, when they hit the ground. They want they want to make them feel better. You think maybe? I don't know. They're like, oh, they died before they hit the ground. They didn't suffer. You know, like they didn't feel it. I bet. Last thing I felt was grass going through their head. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Like, like I wonder. I wonder what happens that when you jump off a tall building. I wonder what happens like just before you hit the ground. You know. Just before? Like, just before you hit the ground. Like, dude. That's, there was that's a... That's wild to think about. Yeah. Like, there's a story. There was... There was, like, a lawyer or something. They was having, like, a party on, like... It was, like, the 30th floor. And there was... The 29th floor was just, like, private. There was no, like, furniture. It was being rented out. Mm-hmm. And everything was out of it. So, these lawyers were going to play hide-and-seek in there. But, no, it wasn't hide-and-seek. It was tag. There was going to be tag in there. Okay? So, somebody was it. And this guy, we'll call him Ben for this story because I don't really know what his name was. But 
they was playing tag, and it was kind of, I think it was dark. I think it was nighttime. Yeah. And it was dark, and they turned the lights out because they was wanting, like, the full experience of tag and stuff. I don't know. But anyway, so the guy that was it was chasing Ben. Yeah. Ben was running through a hallway, couldn't see anything really, runs through the window. Ow. Runs through the window, like, out of the building, runs through the window, and he hits the ground. And people on the ground say that, like, his arms and legs separated when he hit the ground. Like, exploded. Like, no, like, separated. Like, came off his body. And, wow. like, shot, like, across, like, everywhere. Tell you what, Ben had to be fast as hell to run through a window. Yeah, I know. Or the window was not very... As good a window as what it should have been. Yeah, but you think, though, I don't think it would take much run a full speed to run through a window. Probably if you didn't know the window was there, like you yeah. would check up. Yeah. But if your intention was to run through a window, I think it'd be hard. Your psychology or not psychology, but like internally you'd be like, I don't want to hit this. Yeah. You know, it's going to hurt. Uh-huh. It's kind of like so, doing a belly flop in a pool. Yeah. Like, you know, it's going to hurt. So you kind of brace, yeah. you brace for it. Uh, you're like, a lot of people, when they try to do a belly flop in a pool, they'll bend their legs before yeah. they hit the water. Or they'll, like, put their hands down yeah. before they hit the water. And I, that's mental, too. Yeah. Absolutely. That way they don't hurt us that. Yeah. Unless you're just, like, a maniac. You're just like, yeah. Love pain. I'm doing this belly flop. Yeah. You about to see the belliest of flops. <laughs> trying to see, uh, trying to impress these girls around here. I've never seen a belly flop impress a girl. But you know, like when you're like, uh, when you're younger, you're like, I'm gonna do this. And I'm gonna, gonna do this, and they're gonna be talking to me about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you're just gonna be sore. They're gonna, gonna get my number at the end. That's this. right. <laughs> do what you can. Wait. So, uh, how is so? Speaking of women, we talked about your wife earlier. Mm-hmm. What was your wedding like? Was it everything you imagined? It was hot. I know that a lot of guys don't really think about their wedding, but did you have like? A plan that you wanted, like something, uh, you know. I mean, it was just kind of a. We kind of did what she. I mean, I had some say in it, but I really didn't care, you know. Yeah. Like I got to figure out like what we song we like walk away from and like stuff like that, kind of the food. But I mean, it was personally, I, it was a lot more than what I thought it was going to be. Like it was, it was a great day, yeah. Wow. But it was hot. I remember Logan's, and we talked about it, but. It was from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. It started at like 8, and it was like an all-night thing. Yeah. How long did y'all stay? We got, we had to be there. I had to be there like 12 or 1 o'clock for pictures. Yeah. And then, like, all my groomsmen, Logan was one of them, mm-hmm. showed up a little bit like an hour or so later yeah. for pictures of everybody. But... Like, all the girls and stuff got ready there, so they were there early, like, 7 o'clock that yeah. morning. And then we stayed for a little while. We didn't stay real late, which we did something a little different our wedding. We had everybody come to my house the night before the wedding, and we partied at my house before the wedding. Oh, wow. So everybody at the wedding and the reception was, like, yeah, yeah like, hung over. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... We, we pretty much got it out of our system before we went down there. You're supposed to party after. Well, we did things a little different. <laughs> it was a good time. Something I want to do, because I talked to Logan about his wedding, and 
I'm talking to you now. Uh-huh. I've thought about when I propose to whoever. When I propose, I want to write a letter to that person. And I can write down whatever I want. And when we are walking down the aisle, we're both down there. You know, we pull it out and we read out loud what's on the other person's paper. Oh, wow. I think that would be cool. Just read what the other person wrote. Yeah. Huh. And to see what, you know. Like, besides saying your vows, you really exchange vows. Yeah, because. Huh, that's a good idea. Because what, you, because what you think alone is way different than what you think in front of everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, if, I, if you could write all that stuff down and then you pull it out and give it, and I don't think I said this, give it to the other person yeah. and let them read it. Yeah. Out loud. In front of everybody. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be cool. I think that would be emotional. I but I think that would be a cool way to do something different. You know? Yeah. That's a good idea. I know. That's a good idea. I've thought about you better that. write that down. I've thought about this kind of stuff. Are you about to propose? No, 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 no. Oh. But I was just saying for marriage talk. Yeah. When the day comes, that's what I would like to do. Well, let me give you this piece of advice. Okay. Whatever the amount of money that you're going to spend on your wedding, cut that in half and take an extra few days on your honeymoon. Because uh, yeah. the the whole trip with your significant other, I mean, that that's going to be the time where you're like, you're my wife, you're my husband, you know, we're, we're together now. Because yeah. it's like, which me and Leah got married so young, like we never really lived together, you know, before we got married. And so, like, it was just kind of wild. See, y'all didn't, like, live together before? No. No, not really. Did y'all stay at each other's houses? I stayed at her house some. But, like, I would, like, sleep on the couch yeah. while she'd be in her yeah. bedroom or yeah. whatever. But, like, we never really just lived together, mm-hmm. you know. So what's going to be some rules you have for your kids? What's going to be, like, some mm. rules of, like, dating and stuff? You going to let them stay over? At other person's no. <laughs> no. No. Hey, parents aren't stupid. They was there at one time. No, yeah, that's what they I'm saying. There. I know what I did. Yeah. Like, and it's it's probably going to happen, but, like, you do what you can to prevent it. Mm-hmm. But, like, the world we live in now is, like, what we grew up in is yeah. totally different than what it is now. Absolutely. But people... It's, it's, it's totally different now than it was even five, ten years ago. Yeah. Because of all the stuff that's going... Obviously, COVID has... I hate COVID. ...changed a lot of things. Yeah mindsets, social activity, I guess you would call it. Yeah, social interaction. Social interaction, yeah. Like, a lot of meetings aren't done in person anymore. No, yeah, it's a Zoom Zoom call. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think a lot of people have social, more social anxiety now than they did before. Yeah. Because all they was doing during COVID was sitting at home and, all they was being told on the news was stay six feet away, don't talk to anybody, yeah. don't look at anybody. Like there's people that I seen on the internet, they was packing around pool noodles with broom handles to them so that they would know That's crazy. If you, if I can touch you this you're too close. That's crazy. Like I've had COVID twice. The stupidest thing about COVID was some of the rules just did not make sense at all. No. Like so, like for football, for example, we can go out there. Okay, when you hit somebody, their spit might fly back and hit you yeah. and stuff like that. But you can't have a coin toss. Yeah. 
You or can't have a coin toss. That or the coaches can't be on the sidelines without a, like they have to have a mask on. Yeah. Like or like in basketball, like if you went to the bench you had to put a mask on. Like you're already out there banging on each other yeah. while you're touching each other. Like if you're on. gonna get it, you're not gonna get it. I thought the mask thing was stupid. I see why people wanted yeah wanted to do it. I mean I'm sure it helped some people. Yeah. But I thought it should have been a more um optional thing. Yes. Like, if you go out and you get sick and you wasn't wearing a mask, that's your fault. Yes, 100%. If you want to go out and you don't care to get sick, then don't wear a mask. It's not, I, don't, I mean. I think that's the way it should have been. I yeah. don't like, like, the word mandate. Yeah. Like, you have to have a mask yeah. on to go out. I don't like the government telling me what to do. Because here's the thing, though, is that let's say – Someone else is wearing a mask, and they get mad that you're not wearing a mask. Well, your mask is protecting you, right? So what's what's so matter if I'm wearing why a mask do you care if I'm wearing a mask? Yeah, like that's what I never understood is that people would get mad because they're wearing a mask and you're not. Like if that mask protects you, then why do you care? It's just people that think it's my body, my choice until it comes to something that they don't like. Yeah, it's always um. Look at me. This is so good when you like the idea. Yeah. When you don't like the idea, it's like, hey, look at this. This is stupid. Look at all these morons. Yeah. Like, you know. And it, it and politically, I mean, you see it on both sides. You know, like Republicans say, well, this is stupid. Democrats say, well, this is stupid. I mean, you just got to have a, a moral compass that you go by and you just got to stick to it. Do that. you think there should be sides? What do you mean? Like, I, think, I thought, I still think kind of for the longest time. That we shouldn't be split like that. Like, we're one. Democrat, Republican? Yeah. I don't think we should be split. Like, because we should be one. I mean... We should be... The only side you should be on is America. I agree. That's well, the only side you should be I on. I think America should come first, yeah. but you're going to have difference of opinions. Yeah. I mean, that's what our country was founded on. Oh, difference yeah. of opinions. So, I think... I don't think that it was supposed to go the length that it is now. Yeah. Like, you got people that are... Democrat or Republican that's just going to vote Democrat or Republican no matter what the policy is. But now they're like wanting to like harm each other. Yes. Because they you got people now that are like, oh you're or just like cut cut ties with people. Yeah. Like there's some people like, oh you're a Democrat, just don't talk to me. Like yeah. I don't I don't care what what other aspects of life you choose. Uh -huh. Like they want like they want to talk to you. Yeah. Like they'll like like go over there, like no one likes you. Like well, don't get me wrong, I'm a Republican, mm -hmm. but like I said earlier, I'm open to a controversial topic. Yeah. If you have, if you think you can change my mind, I'm open to, I'm open to talking. Yeah. You ever saw them videos of uh, the guy sitting at a table and some people were like, uh, they're like make mix, like remixes of the photo and it'll be like such and such change changed my, my mind. mind. Yeah. 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 So we talked earlier about the gun stuff. Yeah. What's something else that you stand strongly on that's not political and not religious not religious not political man that's tough that's like my two big things though man. i know not political not religious it could be a rule like a family rule or like socially accepted rule hmm i don't really know let's see well you gave me an example of yours okay um Let's see. Try not to get canceled here. Yeah, don't get canceled. 
Let's see. Uh, I don't know. I think that I don't know. I just think that um, people should be treated more the same, no matter what their um, like their uh, kind of treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah, but treat people the same no matter their um, their popularity. You know, like their background. Like their background, yeah. Yeah. Because I, because I think it's gotten worse now, and I don't know if it's worse now or is it or it's just it's being more highlighted now, but people are treating like the poor so much more worse now than they did previously. Yeah. And I think it's the fact that you know um, the government's helping the poor out more. And then people who are working now are like, you know, that's not how it should be. They should work hard. They shouldn't be handed all this free stuff. Well, I and think they, I think you got that. But I think the biggest thing is like people. There's so many scammers out there now. Yeah. You got people that make that have a good, good house, yeah. a good car, but yet they'll go put on some ragged clothes that they have and mm-hmm. get a sign and stand on the corner and make three or four hundred dollars a day, and they walk a few blocks over and get their car and drive home. Yeah. Like, panhandling, people make a lot of money doing that. You gotta watch that stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why a lot of people think, well, why would I give them money? They may not even need it. They might be lying. And some people, they'll sit with their sign, um, you know, I take donations or whatever, and they're sitting right next to another sign that says, now hiring. Yeah. Like, get a job. Yeah. Come on. Like, I think you should help the poor to a point. Agreed. Like to a point, I think that if the government is going to help you, there should be a time limit that they mm-hmm. can help you. Let's mm-hmm. say they can give you money for a year. After that year, you're done. Like unemployment, let's say that. Yeah. Unemployment is to help people that maybe their place they work got shut down or they sold out or they just lost their job for whatever reason. You know, unemployment. It's, it's not a way of life. Like, people try to get around it, like, especially during COVID. They're like, yeah. well, I'm just going to draw unemployment because they're giving so much money out. Like, that's it, not what it's there for. It's a temporary fix, so not a permanent solution, you know. Because you have so many good people trying to help the poor, and then you have so many bad people taking advantage of it. Yeah. That's the problem. Which, I think of that, like, I listened to uh, the podcast Unashamed that Phil Robinson puts on. They, yeah. they talk about the Bible and stuff like that. Yeah. And he talks about that they go out, his church, they go out and they give money and stuff like stuff to shower with and toothbrushes and stuff to these people that are on the street. Yeah. Or give money, you know, they'll just give somebody $20 or whatever. And people tell him, like, why do you do that? You know, like, they're just going to go to the liquor store, they, you know, do whatever with it. And he says, well, if I give 10 people $20, each. Yeah. Yeah. He said, and one person uses it for to buy food or whatever to buy clothes. He said that's worth the extra money. Yeah. He said if one person truly needs it, he said that's that's all I need. Mm-hmm. He said what they do with it is on them. Yeah. So I mean that I guess that's the way you can look at it. Like I've given money to people that I don't know if they needed it or not. Yeah. You know they might have been lying, but I don't know. I just get, and I think it's the kind of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Yeah. Like, I'm a firm believer in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I think he's our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get into heaven without knowing him. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So I I think when you when you get in touch with him, when you see people and you get that feeling, it's how like, hey, he really needs help. Mm-hmm. Or just get you got five extra dollars in your belt. Yeah. He'd give you that five dollars. Isn't it crazy when you get that feeling that when someone walks up to you or you see somebody on the side of the street and you don't get it every single time you see this, but there's just some time where you're like, you know, I need to help that guy. Yeah. Or, I need to talk to them. Yeah. They, they, yeah. I, don't, See, I, don't, I think that's Jesus too. I do too. I think I think that's one hundred percent the Holy Spirit yeah. speaking through you, going, "Hey, this this is your opportunity." Because mm-hmm. I think I think the Lord puts people in our lives, yeah, to either help us grow or to help them get to where that you are. Everybody's went through a bad time, and in that bad time, you're like, you know, what could be the lesson here? Mm-hmm. Because every I, I, I'm a firm believer. That everything happens for a reason. Yes. And every bad time I've went through, I'm like, well, what's the reason here? What's the reason here? Mm-hmm. And then it takes a while, but I look back and I'm like, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Like, I need to learn because this. The, the Lord's not going to – everything that happens to you that the Lord's plan is happening, it's going to follow through. It's not yeah. going to be on your time. That, yeah. That's something personally that I've, I've had trouble getting, getting to do it yeah. is trying to stay on the Lord's time. Like it's easy for us to run ahead, yeah. and it's and that's how you get. You can either get ahead or too far away from him, but that's where you need to to get in your Bible and trust. That's where the faith part comes in in, in knowing Jesus. Yeah. Is that saying, okay, Lord, I'm here. Let's see what we can do. With this, you know, and just staying where He wants you to stay. Yeah. So, I, I think that's something that another thing that I firmly stand on is that. The Lord is going to put put you in the place that you need to be. Yeah. So like, I didn't even think about being on your podcast, and this is what I was going to talk about. Yeah. But what if somebody listens to your podcast, and this is what we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. And then they hear, they get saved, and they go help somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, because the Bible tells us that we're all called to be disciples and share yeah. the word of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So if if this is one way that I can, mm-hmm. you know, somebody, yeah. Which I don't want any recognition of this. This is all him. Yeah. So this is nothing to do with me. So if if somebody hears this and they get saved from it, hey, add one more add one more brother to the list. Exactly. Yeah. And there, I saw a TikTok. Again, TikTok. I'm gonna TikTok. Imagine, but they said, and I didn't know this at the time yeah. that I saw this video, is that the people that you love are dead in the ground right now. Yep. They are dead in the ground right now. Yep. It's when Jesus comes back that then they go to heaven. No. That's what he said. Uh, that when he comes, that the day he comes back, that's when The day he that goes. he comes back, there'll be a horn, the eastern sky, I think it's eastern skies. I don't know, either way. The skies will split and you'll, you will see Jesus standing in the sky. Yeah. And he's going to bring everybody with him. You're going to meet Jesus up there. Yeah. He's not coming back to the ground. You're going, there's going to be two comings to Jesus. Yeah. The first coming is to get all of his followers. He's not coming to, you're going to meet him in the sky. Yeah. The second coming is when his wrath comes because Jesus is God. Yes. So when Jesus comes back that second time, you don't want to be here for that. Yeah. So you need, you need to get this, this right. Yeah. So when he comes back that first time, you want to be in that first crap. Yeah. The first crap. The first time when you hear that horn. Yeah. You want you don't want to be the one that's hiding away from it. You want to be the one that's running to that one. Yeah. 
And I, I firmly believe when I got saved that Jesus has secured me in that first list. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. There, there's only one person ever walked the earth that's perfect, and that's yeah. Jesus Christ himself. But for what he's done for us, the, the best way that you can explain Jesus to somebody is that he is the mediator for us, for God. So he's the one that we talk to, and he's going to talk to God for us. Yeah. So when he comes back, he's coming to get us to say, God, these are your people. Yeah. These are the people that's lived your word and that, are, that have been following you. Then that's where you get your reward for heaven. And I think the thing is, too, that you, and this goes with a lot of different scenarios, too. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that you have so much time. Like, you never know. You never know. You never know. You, you never need know. to get this right. right Today. Now. Today. Today. Like, now. Yep. You need to get this right. Because you never know when that horn is going to sound. Yep. You never know when you're going to take your last breath or that drunk driver is going to swerve over. Yep. You never know. Yep. You got to do this right now because you just never know. You know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that song, that song, uh, Five More Minutes by Scotty McCurry. Yep. I think that song says it all about life. And you know something? That's not originally Scotty McCurry's song. Really? Granger Smith wrote that song. Who's that? He's just another country music singer. Does he sing any? Does he sing any other songs, or did he? Has he wrote? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's got a lot of songs. A lot of songs. Oh, Actually, like big based, songs. Yeah. Uh, what's his big song? Shoot. What's oh, his name? Granger. Granger Smith. Granger. Granger. Like G R A N G E R. You got it. Okay, so. Granger Smith. Yep. Okay, so let's Google that. Granger Smith. I just put a space. Smith. Right Granger Smith. Right there. This guy right here? Yep, that's him. Songs. Uh, America. America. That uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. By a boy of baseball. Yeah, that's that's off his new album right there. I'm going I'm to look up hits. Yeah. There uh, you go. Hits. America, yeah. It's still number one. I'm going to look up uh, top five Granger Smith songs. We'll do this one. Let's see what number one is. If it's America, then I'm just smart or something. Heaven Bound Balloons. To be honest with you, I've never heard that one. I'll read about it. Smith's greatest song gets personal, telling a story about grieving lost loved ones through childlike faith. An objectively solid track is now a sentimental favorite for fans following the June 2019 death of the singer's three-year-old son, or the singer's three-year-old son, River, who drowned at the family's home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He lost his son, man. And I remember, he also has a YouTube channel that I watched, and they talk about how they was like, they just like went in the house for a few minutes mm-hmm. to like grab something to come back out, and they found him in the pool. Wow. Like he just fell in. And so, I mean, like, you talk about not knowing your last day is. I mean, everybody, yeah. everybody who thought that three-year-old kid is, you know, would have Dude. such a long life. Yeah. And then, like, bam, it's gone. That's something that really probably hit home every single time he sings that song. Yeah. Heaven Bound Blues. I'm going to have to listen to that. And let me tell you something. We're talking about Jesus. Granger Smith is a follower of Jesus. Yeah. He he preaches at he he lives in Texas and there's a church he goes to in Texas mm-hmm. and they he, they stream sometimes when on his YouTube channel when he preaches at it yeah Granger knows that he's gonna see his son River again yeah like we had a miscarriage two years ago yeah 
and my wife was 12 weeks pregnant and we lost her baby. Yeah. I know, me being saved, that I'm going to see that baby again one day yeah. in heaven. Mm-hmm. So, when we talk about you need to get this right, when you go when you go to somebody's funeral, do you want them to say, you know, this is just like a see you later? Yeah. Or is this uh, your question and whether they're there or not? Yeah. So, if if you get if you get it right with Jesus, mm-hmm. you know that you're going to get to see whoever against somebody. Yeah. So, so being saved through Jesus, it's there, it's free. Absolutely, yeah. There, there's no, no upfront cost. Yeah. But there's a guy that I listen to. This just hit my brain. So you play football. Yeah. We both lift the weights together and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's Rick Burgess. And he, he's from Alabama. And he started what's called a men's ministry. Yeah. And you can you can Google him if you're listening to this. Uh, and he says that he doesn't care. He played college football. Yeah. He said he don't care how much weight you lift, how fast you can run, how many wars you've been in, what cut what branch of the military you've been in. If you're not a follower of Jesus, you're not a real man. Yeah. Being a follower of Jesus is the hardest thing a man could possibly do. Yeah. Because I mean, if you just get into the Bible, even if you're not saved, you, you can figure this out. When you decide to be a follower of Jesus, you're going to have persecutions in your life. Yeah. In this world today. Like, we're in the middle of Pride Month right now. Yeah. You, you think that's not, you know, being a follower of Christ, that, yeah. you know, it's not hard? Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. So, there's a whole bunch of people that think that that's okay. Yeah. That think it's okay to be being a sexual or to be yeah. however you want to. But, you go buy your Bible, and it's there's a lot of sense in there. Yeah, and everybody, everybody, nobody is excluded. Everybody is a sinner, yeah, one way or another. And God looks at all sin the same. Does that make it okay? No. So nobody can hold a candle, but that so what the perfect one did for everybody. Yeah. So that's why you have to have Jesus. You have to repent, be saved. That's the only way to make it to heaven. And not only you, your loved ones too. Because like you yes. said, when you go to a funeral, you don't want to be looking at your loved one and and saying goodbye. Yeah. You want to be saying, I'll see you later. Because I, I don't know this. I've not read it in scripture. But let's say if I have a family member that's not saved and I am saved, when I get to heaven, I don't think I'm going to remember that person. Yeah. Because if they're in hell and not there, that's going to make me sad. Yeah. And I don't think there's any sadness in heaven. No, no. So I think that part, you're, you're separated forever. Yeah. So, I mean, people don't want to hear about hell yeah. and how scary of a place. It, it, it's more than scary. You have to. You have to hear about that, though. You have well, to, I think. It, it, it's like this. Some people, some people get scared into being saved, I think. Well, it's, hell's a scary place. Yeah. But to be saved, you have to know what you're being saved from. Yeah. I, I call them universal Christians. Mm-hmm. People think, well, I'm a good person, so God wouldn't send me to hell. Yeah. This is what people get wrong about Christ. When you're born and you get to the age of accountability, when you start hearing the word. What is the age of accountability? When you start hearing the word, you can understand it. It's the way I, the way I read it. Okay. So there's not like 12, 13, 14, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Know. 
when you get to an age where you know what the Bible says mm-hmm. and you know right from wrong, yeah, that's your age of accountability. It could be different for everybody. Yeah, I, and that's a, that's a that's a Jesus Christ thing too. Yes, is that He understands if you understand and what they're saying. It's, or not. it's how you how you're raised. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So when you get to that age, mm-hmm. you're hell bound. God doesn't send you to heaven. You send yourself to heaven. Yeah. But the only way to get to heaven, and people get this wrong, but it's true. There's another thing that I stand firmly on. Yeah. The only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. You have to be saved and you have to have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because God is the holiest of holies. And everybody's going to bow knee and stand before Jesus Christ. And if you're not holy and not been redeemed by him, you're going to be cast away. Yeah. He's going to tell you to get out from it. He doesn't know you. So there's only one other alternative. The fear, Hell. The fear there, though. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Yeah. You can't even imagine. Yeah. You, like, there's nothing that you can possibly think of that would be worse than hell. No. I don't think there's anything you no. can imagine. Burning the, the way, eternity. The way the worst day on earth is not going to parents for a day in hell, to a minute in hell. Yeah. Think of any period of time. It's not going to compare to that. Yeah. Then if that right if that right there doesn't even motivate you, yeah. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Like there's something wrong with you. And people people that get saved, they not saved, but when you when you look and you say, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, that you just don't you don't say that lightly. Yeah. At least I don't. So, and I'm not perfect. You're liable to see me out, you know, at a restaurant, wreck the beer yeah, or whatever, you know, right. but, you know, pe- people are not perfect. I'm human. You're human. Yeah. I mean, we're going to make human mistakes. We're going to live our lives. But when it comes to talking about Jesus, you can't be scared or can't be. It, it, it can be an uncomfortable situation if you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's where you got to get in your Bible. You got to listen to podcasts. You got to watch videos. Yeah. I mean, you, you just got to educate yourself. And I don't mean to interrupt you either. You're fine. But people, they we find it too easy to make excuses. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, I'm not a reader. Well, be a listener. Yeah. Like, listen to a podcast. Well, that's how I do a lot of my learning. Yeah. Like, dude, all you got to do is go on Apple Podcasts, go on Spotify, and all you, you, live, you can literally look. Look up Christian podcast. Well, and the, I guarantee you, twenty things about the guy up. that I was talking about, Rick Burgess. Yeah, they do a Wednesday men's Bible study. I, they call it that, but women are there too, and they go through books yeah. of the Bible, yeah. you know, and then do do different scriptures and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. Yeah. And so that's where I do a lot of my learning at. Was like if we're studying in our Bible study group that's here local, and then a lot of the times. The next chapter that we're going to do, I'll listen to what he's saying because he uses different commentary. He uses different preachers stuff. You know, he doesn't just read it and give you his opinion. We should start that. What? We should find, or really I, should find a way to maybe get into y'all's Bible study. We could do like a show. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that would be, um, I feel like that would be, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, a way to reach out? Yeah, well, yeah like, uh, let's see. Um, gosh. Uh, it would be good 
for everyone involved. I can't yeah. think of the word I was thinking of. But it would be good for everybody yeah. if we done that. Well, here's the thing. We already have a podcast. You do? Yeah. Really? We have one episode. <laughs> what is it? It's called Bible Study Reds. Really? Yeah. It's got. It's just got the pilot episode. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Uh, make sure I get the name right. I'm pretty sure. It's, yeah. Bible Study Reds. Okay. We've got one episode. It's about an hour long. Yeah. But it's talk, going through Genesis. Yeah. Right now we're going through Genesis. Mm-hmm. So each week. What we've been, what we're trying to do is get, you know, just we, we just pretty much just record our study, our yeah. conversations that we have, what yeah. we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So we haven't recorded an episode after the first one, but I mean, I don't really know why, but yeah. it's just getting schedules and everybody lined up to be able to do it. Well, the thing with podcast, uh-huh. okay, is. People don't understand how hard it is to make it casual. Yeah, well, our biggest deal is we didn't have the audio equipment. Like, we had, like, two mics. Yeah. And for, like, ten people. Yeah. So. Well, my first, like I said, this is the first episode I've done like this. Yeah. But I've practiced so much that this doesn't phase me anymore. Yeah. Because I've done so many of them. Like, I really like your setup. Yeah, like, the... Back to the casual thing. Like, people don't understand how hard it is to make it casual when it's not casual at all. Yeah. Like, people don't just sit here with computers and microphones. Yeah, and just talk. Like, headphones on their head. Yeah. Like, they don't do that. Yeah, you know, like, they don't put they don't put their phone away and just talk to each other straight up. Yeah, like, you know going I mean? back to our addicted to the phones, I thought about this the other day while driving. A lot of people don't know how to just carry a conversation. Yeah, they don't. You know. Like, they can... Like, you can say that you're a good people person, but you don't really know until you have to sit in front of someone and, and talk. talk to them. Yeah. Like, I'm really good at talking. Yeah. I really like to talk. Yeah. So, but how many people do you talk to that in the middle of conversation, they'll just pull their phone out of their pocket, check, just look, see if they've got any messages mm-hmm. or anything? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, to me, if I'm talking to you and you start doing something on your phone, I'm yeah. like, all right, you're done talking. Yeah. Like, like, you're not paying attention to what I'm saying. Yeah, point. absolutely. So I'm just like, all right, I'm done. See like, you the first couple episodes i done was like a scripted thing because I didn't know how to podcast. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't know how to do this stuff. Yeah. And I think through trial and error and listening to my shows and what I do is if I listen to it and I don't like it, yeah. how am I supposed to expect other people to like it? Exactly. You know, if I don't like it myself, how how are other people gonna want to listen to it? Yeah, I mean you yeah. gotta you gotta find your niche. You gotta find yeah. what you what you can talk about, what you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like I when I, when I first started, and I'll admit it, I was a terrible listener. Yeah, and I think that went back to the scripted part. Was I was thinking, okay, what's next? I but wasn't thinking this is about what we gotta go. Yeah, and I didn't think about what they were saying to me. Yeah, and now it's like I listen more than I'm thinking about what I'm gonna say. Yeah, you know. Like a minute from now, I'm not thinking about that. Like I'm thinking about what I'm saying right now. I hardly ever think about what I'm gonna do next. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's what I do. But with the scripted thing, I was thinking, you know, I go I gotta talk about his childhood next, I gotta talk about this next. And I think that was bad. Yeah, like we have you you had in your mind we had to cover all these topics. So like you're rushing to get to a topic. Yeah. And you're just not letting letting go. And sometimes they would bring a topic up. And then I would have to like jump down the list to talk about that topic, and yeah. that would like throw me all off. And I was well, like, see, oh, that's wow. what that's what I thought when we first got into our podcast in the Bible study group. Was like, 
we have to get to a chapter or not. Yeah. And so, but like, if we read one verse and talk about it for 45 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just let it flow. It took a while to understand that it's my show. I yeah. can do whatever I want to with it. Yeah. You know, like there's no set that I have to do it this, this way. Yeah. Like I can do whatever I want with it. Yeah. Like if I want to run it for 15 minutes, I'm going to run 15 minutes. What are we at? If I want to run it for two hours, I can run it for two hours. Are we at two hours? Yeah, we're at two hours. Nice. If I can, if I want to run it this long, I can run it this long. It depends on where the conversation goes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like we went from everything to seeing your own car to Jesus Christ. That's right. Like podcasts can take you so many different places in your mind that on a regular basis you don't go to. Yeah. You don't go to that place. Yeah, you start talking. And I yeah. think that's that's I think having a fluent conversation is an art that people just don't have anymore. Yeah. Because like you can sit I can sit and talk with anybody about anything. Yeah. Like literally, if you don't talk about something, we'll talk about it. But like there's a lot of people that are not like that. They're just like, tell me what you want to talk about and move on. Yeah, I know. Like And I think that's some people have anxiety over like ordering food. Listen, I don't like to do that. Really? Yeah. Really? I I mean, like, I'm the type of person, like, because I'm a picky eater. Yeah. And so, like, when I order food, I want it done a specific way. Yeah. So, like, if it's wrong, I'm just like, dang. But I'm like, I don't want to send it back because, like, it's not that I don't want it. It's like, it's just not done right. You know? But I see what you're saying, how people are like, I don't want to, I don't want to order food. Some people are just bashful, I guess. I'm not real bashful. I'm just like, if I say this, are they going to think I'm weird? Yeah. But in the end, I'm like, I don't really care. This is how to I like me, my food. To me, it's a big thing to not make a scene. Like, I don't want to make a scene. I don't want all the attention on me yeah. when it doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know? So to me, it's place and time. And I think doing this podcast stuff and having so many, like, reps of talking to different kinds of people has helped me as well. Because I can see myself being a better listener and talker outside of just the interviews. Yeah. Like when I go out and I'm like, let's say I'm at like at a park, like a little league game or something. Yeah. I can feel myself like knowing what to say and like when to say it Mm -hmm. when I'm talking to somebody and used to, it was like, Oh yeah, just, I'm just going to say these and I'm going to play. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't know how to carry a conversation. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And I think once you open yourself up and realize that you can, have a conversation about it, like you might be interested in the same stuff as what they are. Yeah. They can take you places. That's how relationships are made. Bam. Got it. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, we're about two hours in. So uh, we're definitely going to do that, uh, Logan. Have you both yeah. on? Yeah. I'm, some, I'm definitely down to do yeah, that. Yeah. At some point. I don't, I mean, we can set it up anytime, really. Whenever he's got scheduled, just yeah. let me know. I think he's on vacation right now, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, they should be back this weekend. Yeah. I think so. But, yeah. Uh, ever, do you do a lot on social media? Yeah. I, like Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, Twitter and Facebook and stuff. I, I don't know what my name is. Hang on. I'll tell you. Okay. Some people aren't bigger on social media. That's what I'm saying. Uh, my Twitter is at HammerTime underscore 69. Nice. That nice. was my football number. Let's go. Yeah. All right, so everybody go follow Cody. Amazing guy. Does does a lot of different things. Big hunter, big yep, big big outdoorsman. Uh, 
but yeah, everybody um, go follow him. Go follow my YouTube, uh, Tanner Jesse. I think I'm going to do uh, some video at some point. I just got some new stuff. So I might want to video the actual interview yeah. and then put it on YouTube yeah. as well. So I think that would be cool. I just got to learn how to do that. Yeah. So and, and if anybody's got any questions or having any questions about anything about about the Lord or what, what you're being called to do, I mean, you can DM me or whatever you want to do. You know, I, I'm I'm open to help anybody. So uh, if I can't give you an answer, I'll find somebody that can. And yeah, if y'all can't find him on socials or something, just reach out to me, and I'll. I mean, I can help you. Or I'll reach out to. Or I'll get you in touch with Cody or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You want to do, but yeah, follow my YouTube, follow my Twitter, my Instagram, TikTok. Everything will be in the uh, description below this episode. So um, everybody, be good, and I'll see you next time.